Hey guys, welcome to Bag and Broadcast episode number 521. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. First being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out April 26th. 2023. Then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time to do the must-dos, everybody. We're going to be talking about the must-do things you have to do when you go to the theme parks in Orlando. Wait, wait. I think you're confused. This isn't your other podcast. Hey, guys. Welcome to Parks and Rec (laughs) number 18. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And uh, we're going to be talking about the things you must do. When you go to the theme parks in Orlando. That's right. It's crossover episode time. Because uh, Yanni and I are in Buffalo. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what uh, What have you been doing all weekend? Uh, hanging out with my best friends. <laughs> and drinking. Drinking. Hey. Uh, so as is apropos, um, when we came up for this Extendo weekend, uh, we brought some Florida-based beers. And we brought three beers from Ellipsis Brewing. Um and all three of these beers are Final Fantasy VII themed. There was a fourth one that they had. It's no longer available in cans. So didn't bring that one. Shouldn't mm. be talking about it now. But I wanted you guys to know that there was a whole line. Um, but we're actually starting off with their Masamune. And this is a New England India Pale Ale brewed with Amarillo and double dry hopped with Vic Secret and double dry hopped with Rakao Hops. 6.1% ABV. And this one is absolutely, of course, named after the famed sword of Sephiroth, main antagonist of Final Fantasy VII. It's got some cool artwork of him on the can. Uh, you guys have all taken your sips. I'm going to take my sip because I did take one before just to try it, but I don't remember enough to talk about it. So, uh, It's a nice IPA. It's got a little bit of that juicy up front. It's got a little bit of bitter on the back end. Uh, it's nice. It's soft. Very soft. Very it's a soft, soft mouth, beer. Mouth yeah. Mouth. I, I mean, like, I'm drinking it, mm-hmm. and I don't like IPAs, so. <laughs> it does have that bitter dry out at, yeah. at the end, but up front, it's a very soft flavor, very soft mouthfeel. It's nice. It's it's a good, I could see it being crushable, but I'm, like, taking my time with it just because. 6%, I'm, it could be crushable. But, yeah, that little bit of dry hop mm-hmm. does come across the tongue on the back end. Um, I'm also glad we're starting with the IPA because their IPAs are good. But they're not knockouts. Like, all of their IPAs I've ever had are are fine. Mm-hmm. But where they really shine is the sour. So we'll be saving those two for later on the show. But hello. 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 Wow. We're recording in the same room for the first time in, like, five years. It's wild. But don't want don't to wanna hang on that too much because we got movies to talk about. Oh, we got to do that in the Week in Geek. We got to check in with our summer movie blockbuster, Bracket Buster. Yeah, this week we had Renfield come out. So this is the uh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. All Nick three-way. Uh, where they're playing Dracula and Renfield. Uh, dark comedy. I haven't seen it yet, and it appears nobody else has either. Because uh, this one topped out with $8 million for the weekend. Officially now sitting at the lowest earner of everything else we have on the bracket. Uh, second going to Shazam. Of course, as we've previously talked about, I'm not surprised. I was expecting a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just surprised in the fact that it came out. I 
as much as I kept seeing the ads for it, I never mentally took like when it was released. Mm -hmm. So when you said it came out, I was like, it did? Like I didn't even realize. I'm surprised just because horror movies have been doing so well at the box office. It's so weird having you guys actually look at me. <laughs> normally, I got I'm usually looking at you on a really... computer screen. Yeah, but normally it's like, you know, there, there, there's a... Uh... Oh, because also worth mentioning, John's here too. <laughs> usually all three of us are sitting in separate rooms. I'm not the only outlier here. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you know, we, we had the screen sequels, both do really well at the office. Megan, which is a PG-13 that did better than they thought it would do, and also kind of skirted the line of being a comedy horror movie. So I thought this horror comic, you know, horror comedy movie would have done really well. And the reviews, the early uh, buzz out of it was Nick Cage was actually great as Dracula. So I thought that would have led to a bigger box office than $8 I think this is much more like of a niche offering, though. Like, the people that are going to see this Went that opening weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think this has a lot of mass appeal. Like it's not like a scream where it has like that name recognition. Right. If you say Renfield to people, they might not even know that that's a Dracula character. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts? Um. So I'm not surprised that Megan did so well because Megan went viral on TikTok. Oh. Like there was the whole moment where she was dancing in the trailer, and that went viral. Like people were really into it. Um, if I told anyone about Renfield, they would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. So that was the difference. <laughs> that was the difference in viral. The viralness. Wow. We're just too old to know that, Paul. <laughs> too old. So TikTok dance. Oh, I should have done the TikTok dance. Why are you doing the Macarena? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the TikTok dance. I'm not that hip. <laughs> but, so Renfield will not be progressing through. Uh, what was Renfield up against? In it's up against uh, Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse, or Return of the Spider- what, what Across the Spider-Verse. Across, across the universe. Uh, yeah. That one. That movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So it was meant to lose. Yeah, so no matter what, it would be losing. I just thought it would have done a little bit better. Again, not anything crazy, but I, I thought it had a little bit more legs than $8 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know if it picked up your whisper. <laughs> it's, it's okay. You happen to know how... Uh, I know you probably didn't look it up and it's not a big deal. Uh, the Dragon movie. The Dungeons and Dragon movie. Oh, where it's at now? Or what it yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Like, did it drop at all over the past couple I weeks? I haven't been... It's our... Yeah, it's once we get through the first round, then I'll look into everything else. Mm-hmm. But it's a for fun, now. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's really good. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's got heart. It's got... Swords. It's got a dragon. It has dungeons. It's got dungeons. Which is really important. It's got everything you want. It's got all the D's. It's got the the panther with the tentacles. Whatever that thing's called. Displacer Beast. Okay. Nice. It is. (laughs) Um, I was going to try to jump from that. uh, Because when you're saying it's got everything you want, and then you start listing things that aren't in these movies. Uh, But... Paul, you let us know that all the Spider-Man movies are now officially on or heading to Disney+. Plus. Well, so far we know of, uh, right now, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, hmm? Sp- The Amazing Spider-Man are all now on Disney+. Plus. No word yet about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And also, uh, we know Venom will be showing up May 12th, and Spider-Man um, Homecoming will be coming to Disney+. Plus. Uh, later on in May as well. So don't know about Far From Home 
or uh, what's the, what's the last one? No Way Home, uh, and also the Amazing Spider-Man two yet, or Venom two. What Let There Be Carnage? Yeah. So, well, at least that'll make or, some of the the Great Marvel retrospective easier because I won't have to <laughs> dig out the mm-hmm. Blu-ray, put it in, and no word on uh, Spider-Man Spider-Verse either. But I have no hopes of that coming because that's a complete Sony. Yeah. Was that with Marvel Productions at all? Is that I, I think it's with in a, like in, a, in, association. in association with Marvel. But but that's just like Venom. So maybe there's a small chance, it's a glimmer. like a glimmer of hope that that would come. Because if Venom shows up, if the Venom's part of it, and that was in association with Marvel, I guess. I guess Morbius, when that pops up, that'll let us know what we're going to see. I think they're going to be like, nah, you can keep that one. Well, they or they put Inhumans on there. You yes. have to dig for it, but Inhumans is on Disney Plus. New New Mutants is on Disney Plus now. Oops. Is it really? I think so. Right? I thought it hit. Yeah, because it's um, it it was it a was Fox. a Fox. So I'll double check that. I think we, it is on there. Well, we talk about other. News. I wa- are, I watched it on Hulu then. Well, maybe it was Hulu. It makes sense. Are you guys excited to go back and watch one of the best Thanksgiving movies of all time with Spider-Man? He had to mug an old lady <laughs> yep, to get the, that can last, of corn. That's a can of carrots, cranberries. Can of cranberries. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He had to molest the lady to get the can of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't segue into this next story, but Adam Driver, Fantastic Four. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah, so it's rumored that Adam Driver is cast in the new Fantastic Four movie. Most people are assuming that he's going to be Reed Richards, which I think he would be a pretty good Reed Richards. Uh, he can have that stoic. He can do comedy if you've seen him on Saturday Night Live. He can fight dinosaurs. He can fight dinosaurs. Um, but he also could be a very good Doctor Doom if he wants to play a guy in a mask again. I think he'd be a better Doom. I think he would be a better Doom. You need a Doom that can really pull off, tune up the scenery and being evil and just full of hate to Reed Richards. He also needs to be somewhat charming. Yes. Because there has to be that, you know, uh, that little pull with uh, Sue Storm. Otherwise, why even have Doom there? To be the bad guy because he hates Reed Richards. Yeah. And he's going to get at, uh, you know, manipulate Sue Storm to even... To even drive him more crazy. Mm. Oh, I think I'd prefer to see him as Doom, mm-hmm. but he could be okay as as Reed. I, I think it really depends on knowing who everyone else in the cast is going to be. Because, I mean, first family, you have to know who's going to be who, then mm-hmm. you can see. But in a vacuum, I think Doom makes sense. Yeah. And someone else in the vacuum of space is John Boyega. Uh Last week we had talked about all the news coming out of Star Wars Celebration. If you haven't listened to it yet, check out 520 for all of that. But it was announced over there that they will be doing the... Why are they listening out of order? People, you never know. Someone's first episode could be this one. And hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, But it was announced that we're going to be getting a Rey Solo movie uh, set 10 years after Rise of Skywalker. Uh, But now apparently John Boyega has kind of come to terms with Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm and could possibly be appearing in this one. And that was one of the things that I kind of talked about when they announced the Ray movie mm-hmm. was just the mishandling of the Finn character. And I wish he had gotten his due. 
Maybe we'll finally get that. I don't know. They set, we, they set him up for so much. We got a little bit of it in the Lego Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> where he's actually learning yes. to become a Jedi. The non-canon Lego <laughs> Christmas cartoon. It was, yes. It was the best use of Finn in, since the first one. I mean, you're, you're not well, wrong. Actually, I liked, I liked him. He was fine in the second one, too. Because he actually had let, his adventure. If they let him die, too, at the end, I think it would have been... But to, to what was going on in that story arc... Of everything to him to do that would have been better than what happened to him. I uh, I would disagree because yeah. I think that's what propelled Rose's character forward. Then is mm-hmm. like, no, like you don't have to sacrifice yourself because that's exactly what her sister did. Like, mm-hmm. you can make the big plays, but then you can still live to fight another day. Like, choose your battles, and that's kind of the same thing that uh, Poe had to learn too. Right. It was all about growth, and then. Rise is just like, oh, no, no growth. No, you go do your homework. <laughs> Poor but, Rose Tico. Oh. Go study the Star tro- star Destroyer plans instead of being awesome. But, uh, yeah, uh, talking about, yeah, I, I'm excited to see more Finn, actually, and Finn being an actual Force Caesar, because that was all hinted at in Rise. Like, hey, what's the secret? Well, Rise is uh, Skywalker. What were you going to tell her, uh... Ray, and then never really paid off. They didn't even give like a more of a hint of the payoff, which was kind of weird because he had that awkward scene with Lando and so, the other stormtrooper lady. So much of everything in that third and final movie was just kind of like shoehorned in that it's detracted from everything else around it. It's mm-hmm. amazing Spider Man 2 syndrome where it's like mm-hmm. you're trying to put more stuff in to put more stuff in, but then the things that you have to have in your movie suffer because of it. And that's why we love The Last Jedi. <laughs> I, I like that movie. Me too. Hot take. Um, we'll fan. talk about it for our May 5th episode. Coming our May 4th yeah, episode. Next episode. <laughs> yeah. um, does anyone have any other surprise news? Maybe things you forgot about? Anything uh, you want to squeak in under the wire before you move ahead? Oh man, I wish I had something, but I really don't. Paul doesn't. I don't. I I gave half of that news. Yanni, uh, uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, you're my source of of news. That wells run dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so excited that you guys were coming up. I forgot to look up more news other than like, you know, just hanging out. But yeah, guys. Hey, listeners from Parks and Rec, thanks for being here. And make sure you check out episode five twenty. And you know what we do on this show. So we talk about comic books. We do talk about comic books a fair amount. Uh, we are a comic book podcast, first and foremost. So that's going to head us into the list, which is going to be the comic books we're looking forward to this week. As you're listening to this, go to your comic book store and pick these up. Because it's April 26th, baby. Mm-hmm. Paul, I see you looking for a book. Yep. Do you have one ready to go? Because my book is going to be the same as John, so I don't want to start talking about it until he's back. Well, of course my book I have picked is a Star Wars book because I'm all in right now. It's it's the season. It's Star Wars celebration season. Star Wars celebration just happened a little while ago. May the 4th is right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, you can the season's not over, but you can get the Star Wars celebration candy at the stores for like half off now. Such a good... This is one I really celebrate. This is when I become getting the the revelries of it Stock up for next year. Got to. Got to. So I'm uh, looking forward to the Jason Aaron and Peach Momoko uh, ridden Star Wars Darth Vader Black and White and Red. 
number one. This is going to be a four-issue uh, kind of miniseries. And it feels like they're stealing a little uh, little playbook out of the DC stuff. Because, you know, we had Superman, or Batman Black and White, then Superman uh, Red and Blue, Wonder Woman, Blood White, and Gold. And now we're getting Darth Vader, Black, White, Red, or Black, White, and Red. But they did do, um, they did a Moon Knight which was like red or red, white, and black, hmm. and then I think they they did. Um, I think they did a, another one, like a. I want to say they did like a Wolverine one that was like yellow, yellow mm. and blue and white or something. Did we talk about the uh, HBO getting uh, a series for the Harry Potter? Yes, we did. Okay, that was last episode. Okay, that's the only thing I was just trying to look up. Uh, anything else that might have that I might have missed in the news, but yeah, that's the book I'm excited about picking up. John, Chris, what are what's the what's the one book you're, you're going? Of course, right when I'm I'm pouring you, yeah, but you Chris can also. Well, I was about on. to click my can. I didn't know if John was going to go. So <clears throat> yeah, I can go. Uh, this is going to be from DC Comics. We're looking at Green Arrow number one. Uh, and this is going to be written by Joshua Williams. Joshua Williams, art by Sean Izaski. Izaski, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and this not is, even using the notes, baby. And this is it's time for a family reunion, even if it kills him. Uh, bringing back the Green Arrow family together. Uh, Joshua Williams, somebody who I've always enjoyed reading, uh, especially as of late. Um, but I do enjoy Oliver Queen. Like, I love a Green Arrow book. So, uh, yeah, give me another new one. Hopefully it's good. Uh, sometimes they are not good. Sometimes they're not. Uh, what gives me hope is the cover for this one has all of that Green Arrow supporting cast on the cover. Like your Roy Harpers, your Leanne Harper, Dinah Lance, uh Speedy. Speedy. Uh, Mia. Mia, Mia Dearden. Um, like everybody, like all the villains. And it seems like they're getting the, they're getting the game back together. So they're on the lookout for Oliver Queen. I don't know where he went. I haven't been paying attention to a lot of the DC stuff, but he's mayor. No, no, he's not. Not mayor. Not anymore. Uh, I am looking forward to this as well. Uh, this is going to be one of my picks. Uh, John, maybe you could take it. I'll take it. Who knows what for this month's look back because it's a green arrow number one. I sign me up. I'm in. Mm. You're ready to be signed up for this book. John, so John, this, uh, this beer. John yeah. took a sip and went to go pick up the can to look at it. Grabbed the wrong can. Looked confused and then picked it up because. Uh, what beer are we talking about next? Uh, this is Flower Peddler, uh, Berliner Weiss, with raspberry, sea salt, vanilla, marshmallow, cream puff. Oh, it's... And uh, it's got a character from Final Fantasy Seven. Yes. yes. You could also... Yanni also had the answer. I know. <laughs> I had uh, the answer, too. So on the can for this one. I wanted one. to act... Uh, <laughs> okay, but, actually, what? I'm actually interested. John... How do you pronounce that character's name? Oh, I, there's oh. two. There's two acceptables. I know. That's why I was asking. Okay. I have uh, no idea. Yan, I, I Yanni, do you want to take this one? Oh no, 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 no! You don't know. You don't know the flower girl. No, I don't. Okay, so 
I had a crush on Sephiroth, and I had a clash, uh, crush on Cloud, and those were it. Okay. Okay. I, mean, I had a crush on Tifa, but you like everybody it? did. I think everyone did. That's I, I She's Tomb Raider, except... I, more I guess I'll say I had a crush on Eris or Aerith. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's who's portrayed on the can for this. Again, the can art for these is beautiful. Um, also, this beer... I love this. Um, it's like you had raspberry ice cream that kind of melted mm-hmm. in your glass. It's like, yeah, it's sure, but it's still like very light. It's mm-hmm. not like super dense. It's just a nice, bright, like salty raspberry flavor. Yeah. Um, again, very soft, little kind of tickle of bubble on mm-hmm. your tongue. Yeah, I think this is much more effervescent than the last one. I think you get yes. a lot more bubble. Yeah, on you it. get a little. It's like a little. Your your tongue gets a little like ding 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 of the of the bubble on it, but uh, yeah, it's nice. I could sit and drink. I think I'd rather have a sample of this and maybe get a second sample of it. Um, I don't know if I could drink a full one, just because. Uh, just I think I would drink it way too fast. But um, no, it's good. I like it. I think this is lighter and a lot easier to drink than the stuff we had at Froth. I agree. Because well, those are, like, yeah. dense. Like, they're not, like, super heavy, mm-hmm. but they're, like, a little bit thicker. <laughs> they're, like, they're all they're very they're much like smoothie. Boys. This is smoothie light. Like, this yeah. is smoothie adjacent. This might have, like, two season thick. The Froth has, like, four season thick. <laughs> it's... Uh, Yanni, as the person that turned me on to Ellipsis, and this being, like, your kind of style, like, I think you're... Definitely like a Berliner fan. Uh, what's your review of this one? This is why I like Ellipsis. <laughs> yes, this is it. Like, I really, really like this. This is your style. This is your speed. Yep, this, this is it. Your I wheelhouse. Could, I could drink all four or cancel this. <laughs> <laughs> In one sitting? In one sitting, wow. yeah. Well, I mean, I might make you happy. You know, we do yeah. sell two cans of this at home then. <laughs> Maybe with water in so, between. So Caitlin has plenty of insulin medicine to loan to Yanni, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These suckers are sweet. <laughs> My aunt's diabetic, so. Hey, there you uh, go. There we go. Just, just passive. <laughs> but it is like a super cloudy pink. Like, it mm-hmm. looks like you made strawberry Strawberry quick. quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 when I poured it out, I took note of that, and I just didn't get a chance to, like... And I think... I think that's one of the reasons every time I go to take a sip, I think I'm going to drink quick and I'm ready for that big strawberry. And it's a nice, light, smooth strawberry. I just realized I never checked into any of these beers. So but I, I thought gotta... it was raspberry. It is. Okay. It is. But it looks like strawberry quick. Very true. Kate, there is more in the can if you want to finish it. Yeah. It's, well, also, guys, Kate's in the room. We're recording in front of a live studio audience. Somehow, Kate can lounge on the couch in front of us and read a book and not get distracted by a bunch of idiots in the room. She's married to me, John. I talk like this all the time, especially <laughs> near Star Wars week, where I'm like, well, did you know in canon? Uh, I talk like this when I'm actually talking about beer when we go out to eat or to like one of the food festivals. Which, again, if you listen to Parks and Rec, uh, or you follow us on anything, we like to do our on-the-spot reviews. Basically, that's how I talk. Um, but also, to, to get back to um, one of the things I did want to say about 
the Green Arrow book, I know we've kind of moved past that, is um, there is a bigger cast of characters than just your normal, your Arsenal and Black Canary. Uh, Mr. Terrific, Connor Hawk. You're actually going to see Red Hood, um, Merlin, Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, Batman, Aquaman, Adam, and Doomsday uh, are all supposed to be in the book as well. I'm thinking some of those would be like flashbacks to like when oh, yeah. Superman was killed by Doomsday and then like uh, Oliver yeah. Queen was like there. But it seems like it's going to be a big, it's kind of a big spanning book. Like I'd almost like, almost feels like it's going to be a, a miniseries. I'm looking forward to it. And you know what else I'm looking forward to? A dramatic reading. And now the Bagman Boardcast presents a dramatic reading from Spider-Gwen. Shadow Clones, number one, page 26, panel two. Greetings. Uh, hey, uh, I'm Reed Richards. Gwen. No, I'm Gwen, and this is Gwenok. And that was a dramatic reading from Spider-Gwen. Shadow Clones, number one. Hey. Thanks for doing that, Paul. You're welcome. It's up on the big I can see it. I was so distracted by the fact that I can look on the panel at like on the TV behind you that I forgot to write down all the stuff. So I was scrambling to do it as you were uh, reading it off and introducing it. So thank you, guys. You're welcome. I also have it in our message. So that way, Chris, you can post it to our Instagram on, on Wednesday, right as they're listening to this episode. Synergy. Yeah. You can find us on all the socials. Bagged and bored. At Bagged and bored. At Bagged and bored. At Parked and Wrecked. But, it, you know, is it is it the at symbol now kind of like the www of our generation? It might be. You can just say, find us. Our on the AOL socials. keyword. Yeah. Is bagged and bored. Mm-hmm. But, guys, the reason we're all here today is because we couldn't wait to come up here and ask you, hey, what's your must do? <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't wait to come up all the way from Orlando, where the parks are. Yeah, to Buffalo. You got to go right to the source, <laughs> away from the source, and ask us what's our must do's. Uh, Chris, where does must do's come from? Well, I was actually going to ask you, so I could go rinse my glass oh, okay. and get ready for my next beer. Uh, back in the day. On the resort television, when you would stay on property over at uh, Disney World Resorts in Orlando, uh, they used to have a uh, channel which which would only play advertisements for the Disney parks. And one of those advertisements was about a 30-minute long segment called The Must-Do's with Stacy. And Stacy was great. She was an inline skater. She had this look <laughs> upon her. <laughs> she was a professional inline skater. We learned that later. Uh, but she had this look about her that could have been, she's your older sister or the fun aunt, but she didn't give off mom vibes. She kind of was like that, you know, young 20 something hip, cool kid that, uh, would take you around the parks, each one and tell you her, tell us the audience, what were the must do's of each park? Um, and let me tell you, if you're staying on the resort, you would just have that playing around in the background and just fall asleep to it because you were excited to be there and you wanted to hang out with other people that were excited to be there. And Stacy was always excited to be there. Mm-hmm. 
meant to tell you about the newest stuff, like the Magic Bands <laughs> and Pass, Pass Plus and and uh, the other upsells that they had. Yeah, but you know that that became a thing that after we left, it was so ingrained in me as like part of the experience, part of getting excited to go to the parks. Mm-hmm. I would just put it on and watch it because they are available on YouTube. So, <laughs> listener, if you want to know what we're talking about or if you're being reminded of it and you want to relive it, uh, you can just go on to YouTube and just search for Stacy Disney Must-Dos and it'll pop up. It was something that I would watch when I came back home because it was a nice way to kind of like ease myself back into reality. Do you then come back home and at least have that if you fall asleep to again? And it drove Kate crazy. <laughs> But it's okay, because you know what? It stayed with us, and we still will reference these videos as we're preparing to go to the parks or think about anything related to the park. Uh, so we figured, hey, why not do our first ever crossover episode, Parks and Rec, Bag and Board, coming together to talk about something that we all really do enjoy, and that's spending time together going to the theme parks to have fun. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be bringing you all of our must-dos at the four Disney parks, so Disney's Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is celebrated its 25th anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. As well as Universal Studios Orlando and Universal Studios Islands of Adventures, because uh, they never got their must-dos. For some reason, Stacy never got over <laughs> to those parks. So each one of us is going to be giving you one of our uh, must-do attractions, and then a must-do, like, Treat, somewhere to eat, something to drink uh, from each of the parks just to just to share. I might have to steal somebody's answers for Animal Kingdom because I've been to Animal Kingdom twice. Once with you, you know, when we did the full thing when we turned 29. And then the other time where we just went in to ride Flight of Passage and then got out. That's okay. <laughs> like, I explained to Yanni too, if you want to piggyback on someone's pick, that's fine. If you want to use someone else's pick to say, like, hey, I get to talk about this, too, but I can still do one of my other picks, you know, typical bag and board rules, that's absolutely fine as well. Uh, I don't know what order you guys want to do all of this in. Um, uh, Yanni's making hand gestures, so I think that means she wants to go first. So where are we starting off? Uh, we're going to do it by order of when they first open. I okay. think that would be oh. easiest. Okay, okay. okay. So yeah, we'll yeah. starting with Magic Kingdom. Okay, so Universal is going to be thrown in between. Between, yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Quick Google when Universal Studios opened. Uh, Universal know. Studios opened shortly after um, Disney's oh, Hollywood, Studios Hollywood Studios did. Because Michael Eisner put Disney's Hollywood Studios at the time, Disney MGM mm-hmm. Studios, mm-hmm. into like quick production to beat Universal out of the gate mm-hmm. so they could be the first theme park studio in Orlando. So I believe it was 1990 when the studios opened. The studios get the second gate before Animal Kingdom. Yes, because Islands of Adventure opened up 2000? I don't know. I want to... No. Maybe 1999. So actually, Animal Kingdom might have beat it to the Mm. book because that was 1998. So it might have been like Neck and neck. I don't know. I can do that research when we're we're yeah. breaking this all down. The Google Foo is what we like to call it. But okay. all right, so we're starting off at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Uh, my must do at Magic Kingdom is Big Thunder. Mm. 
uh, the wildest ride in the wilderness. And that's my terrible expression of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's not super scary, so kids could go on it. And I it's very, it. very rough, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's just fun, fun. Yeah, and you get to see at the one spot where you kind of go backwards on it. All those hair ties that women have lost. That's an animal That's kingdom. An animal oh, kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking of Expedition Everest. Uh, have you ever been from? To Expedition Everest? Yeah. No. Okay. But I have done Big Thunder Mountain or Big Thunder Railroad, Isn't and that is fun? one of my favorites. And it is one of my must. And I would say it's one of my must dos because it's a good way to pinpoint how much anxiety that I will have for any other ride. Because it is, like you said, it's a fun coaster that isn't too thrilling. Mm-hmm. And there is no, like, sudden drop. Mm-hmm. You do have, in the middle of the ride, like, the rolling hills. But those are kind of like, if you're taking a, a, a speed bump too quick, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. your car. where uh, So I never get the sensation of falling. All the, like, drops are banked. So you never feel, get that sudden drop in your stomach. So... Uh, yeah, I really liked it. Last time I went, I rode it twice, three times. I'm looking nice. over to my wife. She's she's reading her book. Uh, yeah, I think at least, I know at least twice. We might have ridden it three times. But uh, yeah, I would really pick a Big Thunder Mountain, uh, Big Thunder Railroad mm-hmm. is one of my own. I do wish I could see the other parks because they seem to do a lot of pluses to yeah. it. Yeah, like, like with the dynamites and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, at, over at Disneyland, uh, the one over in Europe. Apparently, it's really cool as well. So, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Big Thunder Railroad. John, is there a, a must-do for you? Uh, ever since I went when I was five years old, I've loved Haunted Mansion. Um, so, Haunted Mansion, hands down, one of my one of my favorites. Still one of my favorites. It's one that I have to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it's just... <clears throat> It's Haunted Mansion. It's just a lot of fun. I like the, the creepy motif. I'm a big horror fan. And granted, it's it's horror for kids, but it's still uh, a fun... It's horror for kids. But it is very dark because the whole attraction begins with you going into a room that you can't escape from. And then the ghost host telling you, like, you can always take my way out, which then... Lights dim, thunder cracks, and you see him hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> it's for kids. It's for kids. <laughs> well, what's uh, great about that is he just tell the kids not to look up because and, unless you know to look up, you're not seeing it. Like so, if you're a parent, you just like hold them tight <clears throat> during that part and like don't have them look up. It's fine. Uh, Haunted Mansion is absolutely fantastic. I'm glad I have the chance to talk about this, and then I can pick something else. Uh, this is probably my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World, like as a whole, like not just Magic Kingdom, but the whole square acreage of the parks, like Haunted Mansion. Like, again, it's it's spooky. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Bar Mitzvah. Well, do, you, do you guys like the first half or graveyard scene on? Because I enjoy graveyard scene on a little bit. Like, Attic scene with uh, Clarence, uh, what Constance Hatchaway, mm-hmm. and then after, and when you, then you fall back out, and then you get the actual like, grim grinning ghost song. Like that's where it becomes kind of my jam. Like because you got that happy song going on, you got the poor little dog that's emaciated, but and you just want to t- toss him a treat, but you can't because you'll get kicked off the ride. 
as soon as you cross that gate into the front great gate gra- graveyard, uh-huh. I'm in. I love it from that moment on. Am I the only one that likes Leota's scene? Mm-hmm. Like when she's just like hanging out, huh. hanging out, hanging out, hanging out. Yes, I could be funny too. Because the crystal ball suspended <laughs> from the ceiling, everybody. Um, no, I actually like the first half of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like the dark, scary part. I love the back half too, like the mm-hmm. spooky fun. But the dark, scary part is more representative of what they wanted the attraction to be when it was going to be that walkthrough mm-hmm. museum of the weird, which is what it was originally supposed to be before they're like, Oh, well we're not going to be able to get enough people through this. Let's make it a, a ride through. Um, but yeah, on a mission. Great pick. All right. So that's going to lead me to my pick. So I'm glad I got to talk about haunted mansion. Still, so thank you for that, John. You're welcome. Uh, so I'm going to go a little bit of a dark horse. One of my must-do, something I absolutely love. It's Florida. It's Orlando. It gets hot. It's gross. Sometimes you just need to get inside, soak in that AC, take a load off, sit down. What better way to do it than the Enchanted Tiki Room? Mm. You go outside. You get yourself a Dole Whip. Mm-hmm. I prefer the float. Okay. Because I like the pineapple juice. Hey, hey, don't get ahead of yourself. I, I might. That might be one of my picks. We'll see what everyone else picks. Mm-hmm. Uh but you go in, you sit down, just a nice, like, 10-minute show where birds sing, tiki's come to life, mm-hmm. you anger a storm god, and then they kick you out. It's quintessential Disney. Uh, great way to beat the heat, which sometimes you need to avoid that magical meltdown that's going to hit after you've been outside all day in the heat. I like the pre-show with the uh, with the waterfall that then separates and then out come... Uh, what is it? Two birds? The, two? the Barker birds, yes. The Barker birds. And then uh, also the flowers croon in that tiki, 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 tiki room, Chris. They do. It is a, it is something that I enjoy because of how kind of classic it is where all the animatronics are like clicking and clacking as the song is playing. Like you hear the, <laughs> the eyes shutting, <laughs> shutting and so, everything. Sorry, Paul. That was actually the young couple that was sitting in the seat behind you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That wasn't clicking and clacking of the animatronics song of the Tiki Gods. <laughs> Other miracles were happening. <laughs> You've angered the gods with all of your singing. Um, but yeah, that's that's my. They opinion. were shouting out to the gods, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, it just went yeah. to sleep. Uh, but guys, is there a snack or a drink or a treat or a meal? You, you mind if I go first? You can go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say the Skipper's Canteen, the Jungle Navigation Cruise Skipper Canteen. Uh, I think the Magic Kingdom Day is a hard day. It's a difficult day. There's a lot of rides to do. I, go, I know where you're going with this. There's a lot to, you know, take in. There's a lot of rides you have you want to do. There's long lines. It says on his notes, shrimp in a basket. <laughs> it's... It's a, it can be a difficult day. And I think having a place to go, a restaurant where you can sit in the AC, much like you were saying with the Tiki Room, that's why I wanted to jump in. This, you know, you can take your time. You can order a beer. Yeah. And have a beer with your meal. You can take your cell phone out. Put in, get that uh, extra battery. Have your cell phone charging away as you get served. Table service, you know. R- r- a waiter. You don't need to go up to a, a, a person and, and, like, just sit there cafeteria style? No! You're being served! It's nice! 
And for you know, it's a little pricey, pricier than like a than a, a you know puffy pizza or a hamburger. But the food's decent. I had sea bass. Where in Magic Kingdom I had sea bass and it was delicious. And a congaloosh beer. Yes, you got it. You know, and you have to order the congaloosh. I want to confirm. Uh, <laughs> you just like saying congaloosh. Congaloosh. It's a spiced excursion ale. Uh, brewed by Concrete Beach Brewing, who's actually owned uh, by Dogfish Head. It's one of their like, satellite breweries. And Congaloosh comes from the old uh, Adventurers Club and from Paradise Pier. What? Not Paradise Pier. What was it called? Paradise uh, Island? Paradise uh, Pleasure Island back oh, okay. before Disney Springs was Disney Springs when it was mm-hmm. still. They had a whole uh, Adventurers Club themed out to the Disney Society of Adventures and Explore and Adventurers Sea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was like an interactive club, like where you go in and there's cast members there that are portraying like different, like adventurers, and, like they're just talking about their excursions into the jungle, and like you as a guest are there, just like getting drinks, like hanging out, like all improv actors, like that are talking to you. And Kungaloosh was their their cheers. Mm-hmm. So when you say it, you have to go Kungaloosh. It's it's part of the thing. Uh, and it's fun because the wait staff there are interactive with you as if they are skippers from the Jungle Cruise, which is one of my must-do rides. <laughs> Yanni talked about Big Thunder Mountain, but man, let me tell you. The I Jungle wrote down Cruise Big Thunder Mountain for Paul. It's definitely a must-do, though, with the caveat, I don't think it's worth a two-hour wait. You have to go there. It has to be your first ride of the day. and or you your also- last. Or your last. Yeah, we like we walked onto it last time we went. Nice. Uh, also, it was like nine o'clock at night, and the fireworks were going on, so nobody was in. Line. Actually, you know what? The, for my last ride, it always has to be the haunted mansion mm-hmm. because I'm going to be there with Kate. And Kate, there's no way if there's a 13 minute wait for haunted mansion, we're not going on haunted mansion that night. So because it's such a great ride, it's such a great ride, and it's a great, great peaceful way to end your day. Um, but. Jungle Cruise is so great. It is so contingent on how good of a skipper cast member you get. And every time I've gone, which is, I think, four or five times now, amazing skippers each and every time. The last one was so energetic. She was just a bundle of energy. She was like jumping up and down. The whole boat was rocking, but she was delivering. Joke after Paul, joke that was joke. also the young couple in the seat. <laughs> <behind. laughs> it's true. Probably true. You know what? That young couple was just following us around. I'm going to take it as a point of pride. They must have saw something in me that really got them inspired. <laughs> I was Inspiration Falls. Hey. Hey, Paul, <laughs> if you had looked back, you would have seen the back side of Stam. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. John, I know, like, because your experience going is very different from, like, what we've done. Because you've got more as, like, a, like a family. Like, yeah. Um, I have to say, like, the thing from Magic Kingdom, and I don't want to step on yours, no, is, is multiple picks, baby, is is the Dole Whip. Like, that is something that's pretty much just to that park. I know you can get it in some, um, some of the other ones, but it's like the um, Aladdin area. Yeah, they have it over there. You can get it at, like, the Polynesian Resort, and it's also popping up at, like, Disney Springs now. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom has it. Um, also, it's popping up in stores now. So possibly like your frozen dessert section of mm-hmm. like your supermarket. Yes, you can uh, yeah. get it at France Seals. You might not be. They usually rotate at the ice cream stands, like the flavor. Well, Route Twenty has it all 
time. Mm-hmm. It's always the, it's like the quintessential. So if you guys can hear that, uh, super friend of the show, Greg has also joined us and he's sitting in the studio audience now. Uh, hey, Greg, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So Route 20, uh, Greg was saying, always has it. But I don't want it anywhere else. I want it. Right. I want it in the park. Like that's it's yeah, special. It's not there. just the flavor that you want. You want the ambiance. Yeah. Comes with it. It's. I 100 agree. I would never order it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want it there because also I'm hot as hell. Yeah. And that is going to be so, so satisfying. Why? Why? Are you hot <laughs> I, as hell? I, I chuckled because then I imagined you being the young couple behind me because <laughs> you're hot as hell. Uh, yeah, but it wouldn't be what you're thinking. It'd just be, be like, oh, I'm so hot. I'm just rocking back and forth trying to get a breeze. Well, that, that was a twist. That smacking her is actually John just like smacking his lips like, oh, it's so tart. I love it. Oh, pineapple. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback on this. The Dole Whip. And give me other flavors. I, like, get, I like the Dole Whip swirl because it's the pineapple soft serve with the vanilla soft serve. It's mm. great. But then when you get it with a float, it's pineapple juice too so when it all melts together it's like drinking one of these sours where it's like that semi-thick but nice tart sweet um delicious i mean i'm gonna piggyback on both of y'all and say the coconut dole whip is amazing have you ever had the coconut dole whip? i don't like coconut <gasps> ow <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't know you were gonna take that personally i'm from an island of course <laughs> <laughs> I love coconuts. <laughs> coconuts. The you only can thing make I... bras and horse noises. <laughs> as well. so that's what the young couple's doing behind me. <laughs> my grandfather was a coconut. I'll have my <laughs> uh, uh, Is anybody disappointed when they scoop off the first top of, of the uh, Dole Whip to find that it's completely hollow? It's hollow on the inside. inside? I don't have an issue with that. Uh, it's um, a lot of Dole Whip. It's still a good amount of Dole Whip. And by the time... I'm getting into it anyways. It's mostly all melted anyways, mm. so it doesn't matter. I thought it was just a spoon holder. Mm. Put yeah. a spoon in there. Uh, since everyone else is saying Dole Whip, I'm glad I got to piggyback. But my pick is actually going to be the cinnamon roll from Gaston's Tavern mm. uh, back in Fantasyland. Because this thing is gigantic. Uh, Paul, you and I split one. And we both, like, we hit the point where it was like two grown men eating it. And they're like, there was extra left behind. We didn't have it from Gaston's Tavern, though, because it wasn't open yet. We got mm. it from Main Street Bakery, the cinnamon roll. Before there. it moved back. Before, yeah. Because uh, New Fantasyland wasn't open oh, when we right. first There's went. Yeah. yeah. It's a huge cinnamon roll, though. Like, yeah. It was it's the great. size of your head, and I don't just say that to say it. Like, it's gigantic. It's just because I got a small head. Or maybe it's just a big cinnamon roll, Ooh, Paul. Maybe, maybe. Glass half empty, glass half full. Last half almost gone because I've drank this beer too quickly. Do you need, but, do you no, need no. a refresh on it? Because no, no, there's no, still no. some we, in my can. We still can. have some. Uh, okay, well, let's get into... No, the, no, let's we, finish no. this up one and then more, we'll go One into more it. round. So Epcot? No, well, Yanni, did you just... Is that yours? Is everybody going Dole Whip? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, well... Columbia Harbor House. Oh, wow. So we ate there for the first time? Yes. Well, I'd been there before, but it was your first time. It was my first Ooh, time. Oh, Mr. Fancy Pants. I've been there before. <laughs> I, they serve chicken tenders. Like <laughs> <laughs> I freaking hate Magic Kingdom for food. And this was the first sit-down restaurant. Well, not sit-down, quick service. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something here. 
So yeah, she really likes chicken tenders. <laughs> but no, you got like the, the I got the fried shrimp and thing. the yeah. hush puppies. Yeah, and they were actually pretty shrimp decent. Yeah. I didn't. I don't have shrimp basket written down, John. I, I can't even see your notes. <laughs> well, you keep on pointing and acting like you can. Uh, that's the bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Always, always yes and. Mm-hmm. All right. So <laughs> do you want do you want to do the beer? Yeah, let's do the okay. beer. Yeah. Uh, because our final beer from Ellipsis Brewing. Well, this guy hasn't. Oh, hey, Chris, it. is this from? This is from Ellipsis Brewing. I've heard uh, from Orlando, Florida, and this is the baby qua, and this is a uh, pineapple, lime, and swirl. This is five point two alcohol, five point two percent alcohol by volume, and this is another very uh, not as effervescent, not as bubbly, no, as the other sour. Another very soft. Really easing sweet beer with uh, I'm really loving the pineapple on it. Talking about the Dole Whip, uh, I'm, I'm getting Dole Whip vibes from this. Uh, yeah, the pineapple, the little bit of tart lime to it, uh, it's really nice. Like I almost would love like a ginger to it too. Mm. Um, uh, I I think a gingerness. I'm saying like this with like rum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good Delicious. Tea. Um, it's. Again, it's very light. Like, this would be great alongside ice cream. Like, you were making, like, an ice cream float with this. Like, that would work as, like, a beer a beer mm-hmm. float. I'm just going to be really annoying and say chocobo. Because it yeah. has a little chocobo on yeah. it. It's got a chocobo on it. Because, yeah. uh, quack. It's like yeah. the sounds that the chocobos make. Super cute. I really like this. It's nice and drinkable. Yeah. I, I really haven't had anything from Ellipsis that. I wasn't a fan of um, mm. when we went there and this, the sours that we had there, the fruit beers, um, the IPAs, like you said, like, well, you get whatever one you want. They're all going to taste very similar, but they're all going to be drinkable and good. And I would agree to that, but I've never had anything bad from them. When I saw you brought beers from them, I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm down. They're going to mm-hmm. be good. I brought a four pack back of their sour and it, it made it through the trip. And um, was enjoyable to drink. All right, power rankings. Hmm. We drank three. We got three. Uh, I'm going to go flower, peddler, uh, baby qua, and then uh, Masamu. What was the New England one called? Masamune. Masamune. All right. I'm going to go with uh, baby qua, Masamune, and then flower, peddler, just because. The flower peddler it was just a little too much for me. Hmm. She's sweet. She's yeah, very sweet. sweet. Yep. Uh, flower peddler, the IV, and then the masamune. Mm. Uh, I'm going flower peddler because I don't think it was too sweet. I liked that raspberry and that, that little bit of sea salt to it. Uh, then the baby qua and then the masamune. Because, again, it was an IPA. It's a decent IPA. It yeah. tastes like most of their... I just kind of wish IPAs. it delivered more on that double dry hop, you know, more flavor up front. Uh, like the the Power Glove yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really blown away how good that was. Because I've had other, at Froth, I've had other IPAs that I mm-hmm. was like, eh. Um, but that one was actually really good. Yeah, um, I did enjoy that one. I'm trying to see what the other one was that I couldn't get. It was the Cloud one, wasn't it? Uh, it was Magic Materia, so it actually had, like, the... <clears throat> oh, it was a grape and strawberry. But, yes, there was also a cloud one, but that was another IPA. 
called the Buster Sword. That one was also sold out. Hmm. Uh, with Colum- uh, Columbus Hops, Double Dry Hopped with Strata, and Double Dry Hopped with Nelson Seven. But yeah. I had the Magic Materia actually while we were there because they still had it on tap. But yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I forgot her name. I was going to make a joke that she stole it all. The Yuffie? Uh, ninja- Yuffie. Yuffie stole it all, brought it back to her kingdom. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Epcot. Epcot. Opened. 1982. There you go. Uh, I know if I ever forget how old I am, I tell myself, you're the same age as Epcot because it opened the same month and year. Ooh. And it's like, oh, Epcot's 40. I'm 40. I have Return of the Jedi for that. <laughs> same month and year. So who wants to kick off Epcot? I mean, I started Magic Kingdom, so someone else started. Oh, let's go in a circle. So, John. Uh, the... Um the Frozen ride, it's always a long wait, but it is really a really cool ride. It's a little short, but if that wait is the, like, if it says an hour, no, you're probably going to be in there for an hour and a half, but it was, uh, it's a really cool ride. And when I went on it, I had a sleeping baby on my shoulder. So it was uh, definitely a little bit of a different experience. Because I was trying to make sure that he wasn't jostled awake during it. Um, and then you, you walk out and you go into that sweet shop that's right there. And you get a nice, like, crawler. Can't can't beat it. Yeah, I'm curious why you picked this. Because that seemed kind of out of left field, so. Uh, there's not a lot of rides at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one that is... The reason we got into line was because we got we got went into that park and went right there and it said an hour wait and it was like oh, that was that was worth the hour. I don't know if I would have waited longer, but it was um, it was a fun ride and someone who had watched the movie a ton because of their child, it was like yeah, this is pretty good pretty good ride. He was well, a. Baby, and he was watching Frozen already? Yeah. Oh, wow. You know why? Why? A lot of flashing <laughs> lights. Oh, okay. And doodads moving of, around. Thought it was going couple behind you. <laughs> no, just uh, it's, it's what, songs and flashing moving lights. Mm, nice, nice. Did you get to ride it, the Maelstrom ride, before it became Frozen Ever After? No. Okay. Because I haven't ridden Frozen Ever After. I've only rode it when it was Maelstrom. With that guy. Hey, it was me. That was the first time I ever went on. I was with you. The first and only time I went on, it was with you, actually. Uh, My ride from Epcot has to be Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Because, let me tell you, you got Dame Judi Dench telling you all about the history of communication in the world and how uh, mankind has developed because of being able to communicate. And you get to uh, spotlight some great heroes in history, the Phoenicians. Thank you for letting thank me. Thank you. Yep. Got to thank them because they made learning my ABC so easy. You got to also uh, thank Disco Scientist. Yeah. She's amazing. One of the best animatronics. Chris Parnell Scientist on the opposite side of her. <laughs> nice. You also have the Sleeping Monks. Love them. They're sleeping because they got drunk. Because, you know, they're tapest. Yeah. And uh, you get to smell fire in that ride. So good. The burning. It's, it's a satisfying. The burning. <laughs> the burning of the great uh, library of Alexandria. It's a satisfying smell. Um, <laughs> what are you 
And also, oh, see, I'm stuck between two. So okay, because I'm I'm gonna actually pick Spaceship Earth as well because this is one yeah. of my oh, and when it turns around, it there. cracks your back. You know, when you're going through and you're going through that star field, it made me want to go to a planetarium when I got back home. From On top of that okay. planetarium, you know that none of it is real or accurate, and it still just feels nice. It's <laughs> yeah, just inspiring. And then you see the giant Earth in front of you, and you feel, you know, you're not out in outer space, but you you can imagine it for yeah, a minute. Yeah. You know, they sell it. They sell it. So good. It's... Again, what I like about Tiki Room is it's a great way to get inside and get out of the heat. This does get aligned from time to time, but usually it's like pretty quick moving because it's an omni uh, mover. So mm-hmm. it only loads as fast as people can get onto that car, which is great. And it's a long attraction, too. So you're inside in the cool AC in the dark for a great portion of it. And then afterwards, it dumps you off into that kind of like little like science arcade mm-hmm. which you can hang out and play games if you want before you go back outside into no the you get right back in the line <laughs> uh do it again spaceship earth is fantastic it was supposed to actually close a couple years ago uh for the 50th because they were going to redo it and mm-hmm. put like disney characters into there it's gonna be the history of storytelling not just communication uh that fell away and it looks like that change is no longer being planned for and that's fine because I think the attraction is perfect for what it is. Like it's a little bit dated, uh, maybe in stuff. parts. It's a little, you know, like sixties mm-hmm. future, but that's <laughs> fine. Like it's still great, and I applaud it for what it is. There is one question I have about it: is it is the Steve Jobs section and Steve Wozniak section with the Apple computer being developed inside the garage mm-hmm. was that added because of the Pixar, where Steve Jobs owned Pixar, and then they it. Um, Bought out Pixar, or was I that don't believe there so, because the first yeah. time I went on it, I remember that being there. Okay, so I think that was just because it was such a big step forward with like making the mm-hmm. computer available for everybody. Yeah. I mean, because they're not name-checked. we're online because of that, right? They're not name checked at all. No, they're just say you know, and and uh, brilliant young uh, creators in their garages, you know, start something new, and it's yeah. like obviously it's looks like it looks more like Steve Wozniak than it does. Steve Jobs, but just wondered. Yeah. Had to ask the experts from Parked and no, Rack. I'm pretty sure it's, it's just a monumental moment in in history. Chris? Yanni? Well, that was Chris's yeah, I, Yanni. I, Spaceship Chris, Earth, yeah. I, can, I had the chance to say something else, but I think Spaceship Earth is so great that I was like, yes, this can be my pick as well. <laughs> Which so puts a lot of pressure on you. I know. Because I know what you want to pick, but I know what else you want to pick. <sighs> So I, you know what? I'm gonna cheat and say both. Mm. So, huh? Yeah. Uh, the one that's bad, like if you have limited time at Disney, do Don't not do it. do it. Do not do it. But it's one of my must dos is Journey into Imagination with Figment because mm-hmm. I love that ride. Um, but my real answer is Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I'm going to edit out your first answer then, because we stick to rules here on Bagged and Board. <laughs> well, this is Parks and Rec, and I. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, Gardens of the Galaxy, I know you're iffy on roller coasters, Paul, Mm -hmm. but I do think that you may be able to do Cosmic Rewind. That one scares me because there is a lot of reports about people getting right off the ride and vomiting into there. Is they actually moved the garbage cans closer to where you Mm -hmm. get off the ride, yeah, but it's because you're not just on a roller coaster, it's the fact that. 
the coaster cars like turn. Mm-hmm. People say spin, but it's not like it's like woo, Mister yeah. Toe. Like uh-huh. it's like a slow, controlled spin because they want you to be looking at what they're projecting mm-hmm. on the wall before like you move down to the next scene, and then they. Turn yeah, I think I would have problems with that because even when I'm driving a car, I kind of need to look at the horizon. Mm-hmm. So if my if my horizon changes and I'm moving in an opposite tr- direction than where my eye is focused, I might have that might cause uh, severe nausea. Gotcha. For me. Um, so that's that would be my one hiccup, I and that, it, that hiccup would lead to a puke. Oh yeah, it probably would. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it an adult primeval twirl. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has like that spinning element, but it's less rough. Mm-hmm. So it feels really nice and smooth. Right. And there's music to it. And right. the music makes or breaks it. And the jokes are funny. It's just a really pleasant, smooth ride. Except for you're moving in the opposite direction of where you're <laughs> looking. And that seems like a nightmare to me. <laughs> it's definitely, it has a drill level that's been missing from Epcot mm-hmm. since I've been to Epcot. Well, so. there's one thrilling thing at Epcot. That's always been thrilling at Epcot, and that's the food <laughs> and drinks. So, Yanni, what what do you? What's your must do beverage <clears throat> and or food? Oh, food and beverage at Epcot. You know, I'm going to cheat again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we ask her on the show, and she just cheats. <laughs> I just, what? I'm just going to cheat. Um, I'm going to go with the um, the food from Canada oh. over in the Food and Wine Festival. Mm. The Beef, the beef, the filet mignon, with the, the filet mushroom mignon. Sauce. Okay. Thank you. Yes, ah, it is so good, and I get it every year. And every year it gets a little bit smaller, and it gets a little bit more expensive. And I'll still pay the money to get that little bit. It's so good. Is it the mushroom sauce that makes it, or is it the actual? It's the beef. beef. Like you can like cut it, and it just like kind of splits apart. It's nice. super nice. Tender meat. Tender. Why you get a filet mignon? My favorite uh, is a moment that I share with you, John. So I want—I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say about Epcot food and drink. Uh, the food and wines, like w- most of the time that we've gone, it's always during one of like the flower festival or the food and wine festival. So the the place as a normal food place, I don't think I have like exactly my favorite food. Uh, but if you're you're gonna be there. You got to go to the German Pavilion. You got to get a big brat, and you have to get a Schofferhofer. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that was one of those things where when we went, Chris showed up behind me and handed me a glass of this orange drink. He's like, you got to try this. And I took a sip, and I went, yeah, that's really good. And then I handed it to Paul, and Paul took a sip and went, where do I get this? Over here? And left the group. And then I gave it to Caitlin, and Caitlin took a sip and goes, where's yours? And then I followed Paul to the line uh, to, to buy it. So it's like on a hot day, because it's not as enjoyable yeah. when it's not hot. But on a hot day, you have to get a chauffeur offer. It is, and it's a lower ABV beer, too. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, four, two, 2 to 4%. Yeah. Like I think it's like 2.5. Yeah. Like, it's lower than like a shandy. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. It's great for when you're in the sun. It just like hit the spot. It was so good. Um, mine, I, I don't want to take you away, but mine was uh, going to the Mexico bit. Oh yeah, doing the doing the, doing uh, the tequila. tequila tequila flight. Uh, you have a, a knowledgeable bartender that takes you through. I didn't 
I didn't understand or know that there was such a range for tequila until I did that flight. Uh, I think it's a little expensive, but splitting it with two people. Is this inside the pavilion in the Cava de Tequila? Cava de Tequila. That's what I have written down right here. Uh, the tequila flight there. Now there's, uh, I think three or four different flights you could do. Like, hey, if you're asking how much it costs, you don't want to buy it. Uh, the one that's eh, a little pricey, the one that I think John and I went for, and then the El Chipo one, which is like tequila that you want to buy even if you wanted tequila. Like, you you just look at it and you're like, Jose Cuervo? Jose Cuervo. (laughs) You know? Um, so we went with the one and we got an aged, yeah, we got, that, that's one of the reasons I think we got mm-hmm. an aged one and a barrel one. Yeah, a barrel aged one, and it was it was almost like drinking a bourbon, hmm. you know. But it had still that little bit of agave ness to it, and it was really good. And it's made me a bigger fan of tequila because of that. Yeah, so. it definitely opened my eyes to tequila in general, and not mm-hmm. just being that strong, clear yeah. <laughs> booze. You're um, like, yes, let's add as much lime to it as possible to make it palatable. Let's and cover it in salt. Like yeah. tequila is actually a great spirit. It's uh, it's very versatile, and it's, I liked it, and I enjoyed having that experience with you. And they also yeah. gave you different things to taste taste, to each taste one. it with oh, it. Yeah, like little things, limes. I forget what else. Um, some salt and uh, so, like different salts too that mm-hmm. you could try it. A with. smoked salt, I think. Yeah. yeah. A, I think it's definitely worth the experience. The line for that uh, restaurant can be long. Luckily, if you're doing the tequila flight, you can do it at the bar, so you can get through that line a little longer. Yeah, if you're not if you're not doing the thing, and they move you in, they go, okay, boom, boom, you walk in, you you do your flight, and then it's get yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like, I'm going to do another. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, Chris. Uh, I have to say, the show for Hoffer. Uh, the first time I went down to Epcot, when I came back up to Buffalo, I went to Premier and was scouring the shelves looking for Schoferhofer. And the guy was like, there's something you're looking for? And I was like, I had this beer in the Germany Pavilion at Epcot. I couldn't remember the name of him. He's like, oh, yeah, Schoferhofer, we can't get that here. People are always looking for it. So I'm glad to know I wasn't alone. Uh, now that I live in Orlando and I, Epcot's like my favorite theme park, I'm glad I can get it whenever. But I'm also glad that it's now also just available at my beer store. Like I can go get it. I can go get the pomegranate version of it that they put out regularly now. Um, uh, but Chauffeur Hopper is to uh, is is uh, to Dole Whips to you guys as it is to me. You know, I only want it in the park and only on a blistering hot. Humid day. I mean, that's, in, in that's Orlando. Orlando in general. Yeah. So it's it's a great anytime beer. It's definitely uh, a good summer beer. Like like it is a good summer beer. But in honor of our our patron Saint Stacy, oh. I'm going pretzel und beer because that pretzel that they have in Germany, it's a gigantic pretzel. They have like the golden mustard in the little packets that you can get with it. It just hits right, like especially if you've been walking around all day and you just need something, but you don't want to get like real food. That pretzel is just a godsend. Uh, alongside a Schoferhofer, mwah, brilliant. That brings us to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Paul, you go first this round. All right. It is the season. There's only one answer here, and that's going to be the Rise of the Resistance, the Star Wars over at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, 
I believe I was there with you two, uh, my first ride of it ever. Really fun experience. He had the cast members like in full uniform, in full regalia. Greg also uh, rode this ride with his family. And uh, I have to say, uh, we were there in Galaxy's Edge, and you guys were confused to whether or not I understood there was another part of the park other than Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and I just wanted to be there in Galaxy's Edge the whole time. Um, so, And also, we wanted to get over to Epcot to park hop. Um, but yeah, I, if I spent a day just going through and just getting in and out of Rise of Resistance, I think it would be money well spent. Like, It's definitely worth waking up early and park hop, uh, rope dropping for. Uh, happy we were all in costume <clears throat> or, you know, Disney bounded in it. And uh, the cast member being like, well, your crew doesn't seem to understand the whole idea of blending in. <laughs> your group doesn't do incognito. <laughs> oh, it doesn't do incognito. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that ride is great. And we haven't been on it a lot, but the headaches that we've had to endure to get on it those times have well been worth it. Um, it's one of the best rides at any of the theme parks. Um, it's fantastic. I think we've only ever done it with you guys. Wow. We've only done it twice. Nice. Once with John, that was our first time, and then once with you. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were saying about Haunted Mansion and having a great pre-show of just walking in, I think they took all those lessons from Haunted Mansion and applied them to the Rise of the Resistance, where you're not even on the ride technically, and you don't. I don't actually know when the ride starts and when it doesn't, because you're in the cave. Does it start as soon as uh, Ray starts talking to you? They yeah, they the count it when like you get into like the briefing room and yeah. Ray and BB-8. Because that's that whole room is great. You know, that's the stretching room moment for me. It's like I'm there with BB-8. He's right there. I could reach out and touch him. And Ray's in a freaking hologram. It's I don't know how they do it. I don't want to know how they do it, but it's great. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. It's definitely the the best ride there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have to say it was it was amazing. Um, as a Star Wars fan, like you kept turning around and being like, "Oh my god!" And like when you go into the shuttle, mm-hmm. and then the shuttle is taken, and then you land, and the door that you walked in opens up, and there's all those stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. It's just like a holy shit kind of moment, and you're just it's it's awesome. I came in through that door. How did they do it? The oddest part about that ride for me is like the actual ride experience of like the thing moving and you avoiding Kylo Ren and all that stuff mm-hmm. is probably the worst part of it. <laughs> it's, it's great, don't get me wrong, but the rest of it is so well done and immersive and fun that the actual ride, I was like, no, I want more of like talking to a random cast member who's, you know, <laughs> pretending to be from the Empire. And like, oh, it's fantastic. Uh, I'm. I'm going to stay in that same vein, but different section, because I love Star Tours. Mm. Um, Star Tours, the adventure continues. It's so fun. Paul, when you and I went down there, we went on that ride. I forget how many times. Four or five times in a row. I think it was more, because like we wanted to get like our perfect mm-hmm. Star Tours, because it's randomized. So mm-hmm. every time you get on it, you have someone different introducing the ride. Well, you're giving you the mission. Uh, two different planets and then like a different like whether or not uh, Darth Vader interrupts yeah uh, yeah and there's an interstitial scene too yeah yeah and it's all all important um, I'm happy to hear that 
at Star Wars Celebration this year that they said they are going to be adding new scenes to it again. Like, even though we haven't had any movies, they might be bringing in some other stuff for maybe Mandalorian or Ahsoka by the time we get to that. Um, I'm just happy that they're still putting more stuff into this ride that's been around since, like, 1989 when the park opened. Um, It's fantastic. It's a simulator, so it's all ages appropriate. And again, it's different every time you go on it. So more reason just to stay on there. I enjoy my Star Tours ride. Even if C-3PO keeps taking me somewhere different. <laughs> uh, my must is going to have to be, if you are a Star Wars fan, it's to build your own lightsaber. Mm. Uh, the whole process of it, picking out your crystal, picking out your thing... It's worth the money. Like, I'm looking forward to Grayson getting older and becoming more of a Star Wars fan to do that with him again. I did it for myself. But to be like, okay, pick your pick your saber, pick your crystal, pick that. Like, what do you want to go after? I am 100% looking forward to doing that with him when he gets older. But the process for me, like, at the end, like... When Yoda starts talking, like, I started tearing up. I'm, yeah. It's stupid. But I was like, oh, this is amazing. Um, the one thing is, at some points, I felt a little rushed while yeah. we were doing it. Um, but other than that, like, it was it was an amazing experience. And I got everything I wanted out of it. Um, plus, plus a cool lightsaber. Like, yeah. A two hundred dollar lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more of a premium, but same thing. Like we like budgeted for it because mm-hmm. we knew it was something that we were going to be doing and we wanted to do. And from the get go, like I I knew what lightsaber I wanted to make before I even went in because I nerd researched it. I was like, oh, I have to see all the pieces. What's what? I still just went into like. What 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 hilt do I want? I have to pick an ignition switch? Like, what am I going to do? Like, it was an experience. It wasn't just, like, shopping for something. Like, everything that happened with, like, the sound effects, the music, the lighting. Uh, the cast member that's helping you, like, build. Like, ah, yes. Oh. Oh, I see you pick this piece. Like. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, it's right. I, I I know it's a great piece. Thank you. <laughs> um, we still have to get stands because I do want to have that out because right now it's still in the case, like in the the corner by my dresser. But that's something I want to have out on display. Like, I mean, I spent two hundred dollars for it, so yeah, like <laughs> for scrap metal, be nice. But yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, case okay, so. yeah, sure. we we want. <laughs> Paul, Paul's bringing the next round out while we're uh, wrapping up over here. Yeah. Sink. Uh, Yanni, you have your uh, your Hollywood Studios must-do. I do. It's going to be Race of Resistance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I Not s- Tower of Terror. Not Tower of Terror. I can't do Tower of Terror. I love Tower of Terror. If, if Star Wars did not exist there, that would be my pick. I have a thing with um, rides that where my butt leaves the seat for longer than it stays on the seat. Uh, that's why Velocicoaster terrifies me over at Islands, because your butt doesn't stay in the seat. You're going uh, like a spin. 
Um, but I stand by the fact that it's not a ride. It's an experience. Um, once you step into the pre-show, it's on. Like, everything around you just works for that ride. And I've never experienced anything like that. Even Guardians of the Galaxy, which has, like, a backstory built into it, it doesn't feel as immersive as that. And I've never... Even, like, when your ship gets, like, captured and then the Resistance comes to, like, break you out and, like, they weld through the door and then you have the... Like, the resistance people that are like, go, go, go. They're like, I, I, okay, I'm going. <laughs> like, I need to wait for this family to move. Like, kick this kid out of my way. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I saw a resistance fan. So we'll round robin it. So now you'll get your first pick for Ooh, Treats and Eats. Okay. Which, if, if you don't pick this, I am shocked. Do you know what I'm going to pick? I think. I hope. You know, uh, I'm going to do a Ronto wrap. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, Checkmark, that is mine as well. Oh, they're so good. Um, I also really didn't like Studios food until I had a Ronto wrap. Mm. I couldn't tell you anything you could eat there that's not like a hot dog, a slice of pizza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. an ice cream bar that looks like E.T. E.T.? That's the wrong part. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking ten percent beer. He no longer cares. <laughs> we all learned the one part for me. Uh, yeah, I, I have to agree. Ronto Wrap is definitely it for me. Uh, just because I've only that was my second time at Hollywood. Stu- I think that's my second. Was that my second or third time at Hollywood Studios? It might have been your third. Did we go any other time together? Um, because because yeah, I mean, yeah cause... we we've we've gone there quite a few times when really? we've gone because okay. you and I went then. Yeah. When you guys came down that first time after I moved here, and then we went back, like, the last time. Okay. Because we, before Kate, mm-hmm. and we all went down with Kate, we went, okay. I think we went four times and three times with you, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that would have been four times just And I later. cannot remember eating one thing <laughs> at Hollywood Well, like, everything we would get was, like, we would go to, like, ABC Commissary, and it's like, oh, I'll, I'll get the chicken sandwich, I'll get the burger, which... yeah. It's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with those, but that's yeah. But chicken I, sandwiches. I remember the Ronto wrap. The Ronto wrap is fantastic, and I feel like if I go to Hollywood Studios now and I don't get a Ronto wrap, I'm like cheating myself. Well, that sounds the like e. a must do. Et rides at Universal Studios. Yeah, not the Island of Adventure. Don't be stealing my thunder. It is all right. It is. I'm just confused. Um, we last time we went to Hollywood Studios, we went earlier on in the day. And we got the breakfast Ronto wrap. Yeah, and it was okay, but it made me be like regular Ronto wraps better. Just and they're fine for breakfast. So good. We ate yeah. it like we road drop rise of resistance went over ate a Ronto wrap. Yeah, we ate it. Yeah, we ate it like ten nine o'clock, o'clock in the, not yeah ten o'clock in the morning. And then we went over to uh, uh, the the uh, Catina. Right? Yeah. yeah, which Catina is great too. I mean, a lot of good drinks in there. Like, I mean, yeah, we didn't pick any of those, but I think you have to get the Ronto wrap. Like, if you can get into Oga's, you'll have fun. Like, the atmosphere, the drinks are good. Like, it's great. But I think you you must do the Ronto wrap. We picked up two of the 
when I was there with Kate, we picked up two of the like sampler like food th- items. They were okay. Like the yeah. charcuterie board was just all right. Like it was just something good to nibble on while you're having your two drink maximum. Because if you're there and you got in and you spent you know woken woken up at six a.m. in order to get your reservation, you're getting your two drink maximum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it, it helps going with uh-huh. friends too, because then you can all get something different and mm-hmm. share and sample. Like, yeah. Yeah, you and I got three drinks in the in the cantina. Yeah. Nice, nice. One of one of mine was the non alcoholic blue milk. I think. Mm. Yeah, because they had the cookie on top. Cookie. Yeah, yeah. The bantha, mm-hmm. whatever, like blue bantha. Um, Just because you have to get a blue milk. Got it. Yeah. And do you gotta drink Otter Creek's Russian Imperial Stout? That's oh, from yes. two thousand. Don't know. I cannot find the the label of the. The uh, date on it, but I know it is probably. Chris, when did you move down to? Uh, I moved down in 2015. Well, you know, what's easy to do probably is this is probably the last time that we got this. So yeah. it probably says. Yeah, so it's when it's on tap. I think it's held up pretty well. Yeah, like, it's not bad. Like, it is. Yeah. It's borderline. It's starting to get that, like, maybe past its mm-hmm. prime sweet. It's not bad. Especially for what this beer was and mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Like, this beer would be, normally, it would be, like, on my top ten favorite beers of all time. Where this is just... It's a a decent stout. Yeah. If you didn't warn me that it was old, mm-hmm. I probably would not have noticed. It, the only thing I'm getting is, like, a thick mouthfeel, mm-hmm. which I don't normally get with a beer like this, but it's not this much, but it's... Uh, it's a hearty beer. It is. Yeah. So the last time I checked into this was in 2016. Mm. So, yeah. That tracks. Yep. yep. No, we like to drink bad. beers that are almost old enough to drink itself. But you it's, know, here on so the if it's been aging that long, it hasn't lost too much of mm-hmm. what it was. I did have this in a... Well, actually, I didn't have it in the... I've had it in a basement the whole time. And then for the other half of it. Well, like, basement, not your basement? No, because it was in my basement for a while. It was in a, I gave then, it all back to him. And then it went into my fridge. And it's been electrical taped the whole time as well. Mm. So, you know, to try to help seal it against, you know, air getting in underneath the cap. So I don't know if that's helped or not. Um, but I think it has, you know. I, I, think, it, I think it definitely... Because I we've mean, had KB, uh, KBS before that's been like three years old and like are upset about how much it's turned. So I did have one of these in 2019. Um, I can see my keyboard next to it. So this was probably something that was brought or sent to me. And I actually made a comment on it, which I never do on Untapped, saying, too far past time it should have been drank. Can't judge it based off of that. Because uh, the previous time I had checked into it, was here because I can see Paul's white table, oh. and that was 2016. So, yep, 2016. It has been four years since the last time I had it. So, <laughs> so seven years. Uh, I'm comfortable with saying seven years. Yeah, smoke them if you got them. I think at this point. Um, and th- we aged them too. Probably, we probably brought you one, but if you did hold on to it, you'd normally keep it like in your. You were keeping it in a closet, um, so that probably being at a warmer temperature might have also let it deteriorate yeah. faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not changing my rating on this just because 
the base version of it was very solid. You can't fault the beer for what you've for what you've done with for it. What we did to it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be jumping over now to Universal Studios Orlando. Mm. So you looked it up. I did. Uh, Universal. So uh, Magic Kingdom opened in 1971. Epcot 1982. Disney's Hollywood Studios 1989. Universal Studios Orlando 1990. Mm. Um, I do have to say. I never realized how much I was going to like Universal until you and I went mm-hmm. to Islands of Adventure. Um, and then, we only went to Islands of Adventure. We only Adventure. went to Islands. I didn't go to studios until I had moved down to Orlando and got my annual pass. And even after I got my annual pass, studios was the first park that I went to. Uh, so my studios experiences are still kind of young compared mm-hmm. to some of my other theme park going. Uh, but I love Universal. Like, if you've listened to Parks and Rec, you know we spend a lot of time at Universal. Uh, and I think most of that time is at Studios, probably. Yeah. That's kind of like our go-to park, because that's festivals. the one that has most of the yeah the festivals. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, for me, for an attraction that is on my must-do list... I feel like I know. Well, you feel like you know. I think I have to say Transformers. Is that what you were thinking? No. Okay. That's well, backwards. One of two. One of two. Was Transformers the other one? Yeah, Transformers the other one. Transformers. It's a simulator, right? So again, like pretty much anybody can go on it. It's based off of like the Michael Bay movies, so it's very in your face, very action packed. But I think the effects that they use to kind of put you in those scenes mm-hmm. are so well done, like. You're there. You're alongside Optimus Prime, like Bumblebee, like fighting against the Decepticons. Every time, like we do go on it, and we only go on it when it has a little bit lower weight because almost an- always does. We're annual pass holders. Like we don't want to mess with like twenty minutes mm-hmm. or more. Like I have fun with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, say Transformers. Hmm. I do have to ask: Transformers versus Amazing Spider-Man. Or the Spider-Man ride. I, I forget what it is. The Adventures of Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Web in Your Face? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, I like I like Spider-Man more. Okay. Thank but, you. Because well, that's at the other part. That's the yeah. other part. I do have to say, because Transformers, I just feel like you're constantly moving backwards. Like, that's all you're doing is just going in mm-hmm. reverse. Yes. You're trying like, to escape. Like, it, it never feels as... Um, interactive as a Spider-Man ride, where the you know the villain jumps on the thing and like shakes it. You're you're going down. You're going you f- up. You feel like you're going down, and you get webbed. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you actually <laughs> swing a little bit. I think it's. Uh, I think all of those motions are uh-huh. still part of the ride, but mm-hmm. they're just presented in a different way. Right, right. So it might just feel different because so much mm-hmm. of that is like. You're sitting in a vehicle just looking at a screen, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's what they're showing on the screen makes you feel like you're doing something different. And like, I feel like Transformers has more screens and less practical sets. Uh, I, I feel and, like it's and, one-to-one. Like, I think it, I think it's the same, but it might just feel different. Yeah. Just as, And that's why I... You're I, in the back with your hands over your eyes anyways, yeah. crying. So. No, that's the mummy? <laughs> Which oh. would be my pick if it, it's gone. Well, you don't get to go. Yanni gets to go. <laughs> Is it the mummy? No, actually. My so you, you'll get it today. <laughs> <Okay. on. laughs> 
Uh, mine is going to be E.T. The Adventure Continues. Oh, good. I'm glad. Did you think this it. one was going to be mine? I did. It's a fever dream. Why would I pick this? <laughs> so good. It's, it's so... equal parts whimsy and equal parts nightmare. It's so great. It's the haunted mansion of the park. <laughs> yes, exactly. You start off with like helping E.T. escape Earth, mm-hmm. and it's very true to the movie, which I haven't seen since I was like, you know, unless I'm not. Um, it's been a while since I've seen E.T., but I really like the beginning because it feels mm-hmm. very essential. Yeah, it's the Peter Pan. That movie... I think if you went back and watched it now, you'd be like, "Ooh, ooh." ooh. ooh. Well, they redid. They redid. The- they edited out the guns to walkie-talkies, but then there's also the part where ET gets drunk, and then Elliot's like, no, "But I think they also, redid the ET." I don't think they did. Hmm. I don't know. It's well, they might have like effects, maybe, but yeah, like general right. stories, like oh, ET there's... gets drunk, and then Elliot's like, "Woo, I'm wasted," <laughs> and like he forces himself on a girl in like his fourth grade class. It's oh, weird. God. So tell us more about how uh, you like groomer movies. (laughs) I don't remember any of that. But then it turns into like like a fever dream because you have Magdal, which is scary. Yeah, and it's so fun. And then you got like the baby ETs that are like swinging on vines. The water, like the random mushrooms. It's a small world too, right? It's it's all black light. It's like all bright and neon it's it is wonderful there there is something so relaxing about that queue too Mm. where you're in the redwood forest no the queue's great they they just added the more um smells to it so you can actually smell the forest and it's so good and you got the speak and spell going mr speak and spell you got the whole the setup there et like et does pop out up in the queue, I think. Uh, that's his teacher, mm-hmm. who's uh, coming to summon you to help take E.T. home. Mm. I could they tell. St- I'm sorry. I must be speciesist. And might be. Tell about uh, they still have the original pre-ride video, though, with Steven Spielberg <laughs> being like, Hey, guys, this is E.T. There's no time to talk about it. You got to get him home. And it's like... The, the, the original, like, four by three, like, aspect uh-huh. ratio, like, everything's, like, fuzzy and gross looking. <laughs> so good. It's like, they can't take that right out of there, because if they did, Universal would have, like, a <laughs> strongly worded letter from Steven Spielberg. So it was like, just keep it, whatever. There's something very relaxing, and it's a great end of the night. You know, it is the perfect way to wrap up your Universal night, is that one. Because it's so relaxing. You're up and you're, yeah, it's like the Peter Pan flight, but There's it's... never a line, but there's always people there. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so good. And it's, yeah, it's the same ride vehicle as the Peter Pan flight, but mm-hmm. thank goodness it doesn't have that long of a ride. Long yes, they were like 90 ride. minutes. And it's a longer ride, too. Yeah. And it's a better ride. And you get the same effect of, like, looking down at the city with all the lights yeah. and the miniature. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful ride. Anybody that would disparage it just doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Feel like you were disparaging no, it. <laughs> it's I'll I'll gladly go on it. I do love that ride, but I don't. It's a fever dream. I can never. I'm just out. shocked that you thought it was going to be my like my must do. I did. I was either between Transformers, The Mummy, or ET. Hmm. But the mummy! No, the mummy's great. Panic-inducing ride. Uh, I, lo- I love the mummy, and um, I need a drink just talking about the mummy. <laughs> I'll do the variant. Let's do the variant. All right. We don't have words. No, no, that's no. fine. Stop to stop. Uh, stop to stop. The um, 
yeah, the mummy is just great. It's I remember going on it in the nineties when we went down to the park um, when I was a kid, and <clears throat> no, it's just it's just a really good roller coaster. It's the first time I went on like an interactive roller coaster, um, so it just was a cherry wood stout. Just a fantastic. Oh, this is why I didn't get. It's just a. It's just a fantastic ride. No, it's, it's a. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, the Mummy movies are fantastic. Like, I've talked about them so much on the show. I don't think I can keep talking about it. Um, amazing movies. Love them. The ride's a great ride too, and it is partially because of that framework of the Mummy. I think. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think it's just a fun ride. Sorry, Paul. I thought you you would be able to be like, oh yeah, this is fine. I w- um, we thought we would be he would be able to handle it. There's that there's moment. so many drops. There's some so drops. Many drops, but those drops again aren't as bad as the one that's in Pirates, and that one's fine for you. Yeah, that's one, and then it's done, and I'm settled. This is like constant. This makes me go backwards. I like the mummy because when you're going on that right, it has a like fake out <laughs> moment where like you roll up to the station and it's like, oh, the ride's done, and then like the glass, the glass shatters, and then it's the mummy. He's like, no, like I love it, and then like the ceiling catches on fire, and like you can like you feel the heat, and then like you go through like one more time with like the rest of the dips and dives. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that ride. Like it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, a worthwhile must do. Mm. I do. I do want to try it one more time, knowing how intense it is now. Because I went on it with you, Chris, and I had a hard time with it, but I was okay. You went on with me when I went it on with you the second time, and the only other last time I held I've been your on hand it, through the whole. It, thing. I was having the worst time of it. I had had the worst go. Like, I was full-on panic attack. Like, couldn't handle it. I was like, don't drop me, don't drop me, stop dropping me. Not this again! I was not a happy camper. You know where I am a happy camper, Jimmy Fallon? No. Okay. I thought just with you being, like, contrarian and had to pick something different, you would have picked a race through New York. If I'm at a Universal Park, there's one world that I want to be in. And that's the Wizarding World. And I'm there hanging out, having an ice cream. I'll talk about that later. <laughs> and watching the great Celestia. What's her name? Celestina Warbeck. Warbeck singing her heart out and seducing all the dads. She's going up. She's singing her songs. And she's like dancing like with her back to the dads with a little shoulder shimmy. You know the shoulder shimmy. Up and down on the dad. They're uncomfortable. But it's a great show. And even the Tales of the Beetle Bard that they have going yeah. on there, wonderful. The puppets are amazing. Uh, I'm always happy to see the ones that aren't about the Deathly Hollows. The one about the night and like the they're all looking for something. At Fountain the, of the Fair Fortune. That one is a great. Like the whole puppet show, everything they do there, the, the live entertainment inside that little area. You know, I could just sit down there and just watch that stuff go, you know, over and over. And I have. Because, you know, sometimes I just don't want to write Gringotts again. You've written Gringotts? Yes. But you can't do the he didn't, mummy. He, didn't, one drop. he also didn't like that. Okay. So. One drop. Okay. Is one drop a, and then it's all turns. Is it a drop, though? You just it, you're hang. held there and that shoots up my anxiety. Oh, gotcha. When you're just held there and I just... Who's the one that you and Caitlin kept going on? 
Was that the Gringotts? No, that, that we'll talk about that, that at the Knox Park. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be my pick. But, uh, yeah, especially if you can grab some food or grab a great beverage, much like how we're drinking right now from Goose Island. This is a, from their Bourbon County. This is a 2021 release. <laughs> and if you're wondering, Paul, why are you bringing out all these old beers? It's I've waited until this moment when Chris is in my living room <laughs> to be able to drink these beers again and to share them with great friends like John and Greg and Yanni. It's so good. Did that give you enough time to yeah. sip the beer? Okay. Yeah, I'm in it. And this is their uh, which which one is this? This is their cherry uh, finished with cherry wood. Yeah, uh, percentage should be on the back there. Oh, it's percentage like is fourteen only fourteen point two. Yanni, yeah, you're like uh, it's okay. You only have a little bit. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we split this bottle off five ways, so it's okay. It's four, five way split, and it's uh, what's the volume? Incredible for fourteen percent. You would never know. It's uh, 1.9 fluid ounces. It's it's aged so. beautifully, uh, very soft, no alcohol to it at all, which is something that, like, fresh Bourbon County, I always feel like you can taste the 14% or 15%, usually whatever it's going to be that year. Um, but this is incredibly smooth. You get that little bit of nice, like, cherry wood on, on your palate. It's nice. Yeah, it's delightfully sweet that that smoky is. Yeah, it's a nice smoky sweet. There was like a nice little like tan into it too. Like it kind of dries your tongue out like a little bit, but not super a lot. I can only think of one thing that would make it taste better: is to have a cheers with friends from near and far. Hey, hey. cheers! Itchy, itchy, itchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this one I can, I can usually get the Bourbon Counties down in Orlando, but this one wasn't available. Um, so I haven't had this one before. So thanks for sharing because I was not expecting that. When you went to go get beer, I thought you were just going to be like, "Here's another like nine year old beer that's just been sitting down there." Best of luck, guys. I was excited because I've had. I used to have three of the uh, Imperial Stouts, and the other one I did crack open, thinking that you were coming like at some point, like like maybe in the past three years, and it wasn't bad. It just it was okay. Like, and I'm like, you know what? These aren't bad. They're, they're, but I didn't want to waste them. Like I didn't want to just drink them either, because they were such a big beer for us. Like we all loved them. Well, it's like I've been trying to go through my cellar, mm-hmm. and I opened up three. I opened up four um, Lagunitas Willetized. Mm-hmm. One of them was a bomber bottle. Oh, geez, I only cool. finished one of them, but I drank from all four mm-hmm. bottles. But it's just like I need to start doing something with these because there's not enough friends. Gatherings mm-hmm. where you can break out big imperial stouts where everyone's gonna like them, and the times that I have done it, you see all the friends' wives look at me like, "Oh, they're getting they're getting our husbands drunk." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, that the best part, in my opinion, the best part of having yeah. beer and opening them and is sharing them with your friends, mm-hmm. whether they're good or bad. When we, well, I'm a horrible friend. So thank you for sharing <laughs> your good, good or bad beer with me. Uh, but no, but, <laughs> but it's like when we bought that pizza beer yeah. at consumers, it was like, like clearance, like big red sticker. Big, on. Big it was like, uh, they were like a dollar. We we're like, I don't, I don't know. It's like, we'll sell you off. We'll sell you all of them for a dollar. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take three, um, but that beer was so bad. But it was but so I much, still remember it. <laughs> it was so much fun to drink it. It's like and it's like there was um, basil in it. <laughs> so, 
Uh, yes, literally, it was a pizza flavored <laughs> beer. Um, but like Jack Sabby, like all the, the smoke on the ham or whatever, yeah, whatever it's called, yeah. ham in the water, whatever it was. I mean, we still talk oh, about that yeah. beer, and we drank it multiple times. That's the fun part about drinking beer, and why I why yeah. we had a, all of us had cellar would cellar the beers. That's mm-hmm. also why we talk about it on the show, like because we yeah. like to talk about it and share it. Yeah. Oh. So it's always great, even whether. It's a little bit past its prime, or it's something new. That's mm-hmm. that's the best part of having a beer. Ooh, it's so warming though. It does, you know, it doesn't taste fourteen point two. But you had a lot in that glass too, Paul. Yeah. yeah, you, you killed the bottle. Oh yeah. I, well, you know, it is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I stood in line for it and everything. <laughs> I'm the warm nose. Thing. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bourbon County, you buy it on what? April Fool's Day? No, Black uh, Black Friday. Well, Black Friday. And you got to wake up early. You got to be there. And uh, luckily, I have off on Black Friday now, from now on. And I, I, I wouldn't buy this beer if it wasn't for moments like this. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't go through the hassle. It is a, a good stout, but if I'm going to buy one for myself, I'm going to just buy a KBS that's on the shelf. Yeah. Or a. Uh, dragon's milk on the shelf and just enjoy that but this being a special event kind of beer you know where you have to go through the trouble i wanted See, to make it a special event when i have it and, and i think it's worth it i think it's good enough that it's i think it is a step above those other ones See, and that's what's wild for me because orlando when i went to my beer store like a week after these mm-hmm. came out they still had cases and cases and cases of them <laughs> just sitting there so i was like oh like I can scram. I mean, we didn't have the cherry. Mm-hmm. Like we just had like the base. We had the coffee, and then there was like the holiday fig one. Mm-hmm. And was like, I yeah. can't imagine a day cool enough in Orlando where. This <laughs> I mean, you just turn the air. Yeah, you turn your AC down, down a couple degrees, you and you just sit there and drink it. Put your feet in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's something that like we were kind of talking about is, you know, one of our trips back from one of the breweries we had gone to over this past week is like. Hey, like, what have you noticed about, like, Buffalo breweries versus Orlando? You guys have, like, a bigger beer culture. Like, it's insane because over in Orlando, basically we have Dead Words, mm-hmm. Ellipsis, Sideward, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then all the other small ones. But no one really, like, hangs there. Oh. <laughs> like, Cyber's like, probably the closest one. Yeah, Cyber's probably the your, closest. Your point is like Cyber's like in the hipster district. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's people that are just going there. They're going to get their beer. They're going to get their sandwich, and then they're going to move down to the next yeah. like craft like cocktail bar that's down the block. Like the fact that there were two weddings at two different breweries this weekend, <laughs> I was like, huh. And this is even like wedding season. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, this is- yeah. My wife and I got married at a brewery. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that photo, mm-hmm. brewery. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... And that was before there were craft yeah, breweries before craft, That was one of the first... You know, Pearl Street is like one... Yeah. They had their own, like, train wreck. They had their own beers. Yeah. Um, but I think that might come from us being in the Rust Belt, where mm-hmm. you get off of your shift, and the only place open, you know, at night is the brewery, or the pub that's down the road. Also or the blue-collar thing, where yeah. we were a beer town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of towns where it's like, it's a wine town, or... It's a spirit town or a cocktail. Like, we're just a beer town. Florida's a bath salts town, I guess. 
Yeah, and I mean, the the fact that, I mean, the first time, and it was before the, the, the big brewery boom here, when I went to Michigan for the first time, and their brewery culture is really huge there, is where I was like, well, this is a lot like Buffalo, but it's thriving. Like, it's... Well, and that was the thing, too, because at that time, Grand Rapids had just been voted Beer City USA because it had the most, like, craft breweries per capita or per, like, square mile or... Like, I don't remember how it was broken down. But it was very much like, yeah, like, every second block, there's another small brewery. Like, they might only have, like, four or five things on tap, but, you know, there's... There was a brewery, like they were trying to do something different. And then you go another two blocks and then it's like, oh, there's Founders. And then you go another two blocks and, and it's like White man. Elk that does like six beers. And that old church mm-hmm. is now a brewery. Yeah. like, And that was really cool. And again, that kind of opened me up to a lot of different stuff. And I'm glad that I get to have more things now because there is such a like blossoming mm-hmm. beer culture. Mm-hmm. Like even this year with my new beers resolution, I was like, Hey, there's other breweries I don't go to. Some of them have been like really good. Like I can't wait until we can go back to tactical. Like, holy cow, like fantastic. But I I like it. And then with the brewery boom here, I mean, it feels like it saved Buffalo. Like mm-hmm. when the brewery started popping up and growing, all those restaurants around it started popping up. Mm-hmm. And for the last 10, 10, 11 years, like Buffalo's just got like a better place to be, uh, and it's got better restaurants. Our we, friend, we need our, some more restaurants, though. Our, the yeah. because yesterday proved it. <laughs> um, but our like our friend group, mm-hmm. the way that we all kind of keep in touch is monthly. We get together, we pick a new restaurant that we've never been to, or somebody, mm-hmm. one of us or two of us have been there, and we go and we have a meal together, and it's a way for us to get together and try new food in Buffalo, like. Mm-hmm. It's just been a really nice experience that that our ten years ago it wasn't like that. You know, it right. wasn't like that. No, you couldn't drive downtown and be like, "Oh, what hot, cool place am I going to go to?" Think about in the '90s when you were a kid. You're like, "We're, we're not, I'm not staying here." Like, as soon as I I have like a car and twenty bucks, I'm out of this town. Yeah, you know, like, and it's yeah, it's so much. Oh, I I can't even begin to explain how much how much nicer it is now. And we spent all that tax money on the casino. <laughs> well, it's... I, I don't know if that helps or hurts, but... The town's nice. <laughs> yeah, but right down from the casino, brewery. Uh, <laughs> Distil- distillery. Yeah. So I say, like, even yesterday when we went to Froth, like, as we were exiting, my aunt's ex-husband was there, and, like, as we were walking, I was like, hey, if you're brewery hopping, like, there's this new place that just opened up. It was like Rationales. And he's like, and then there's like another one down the road from that. I was like, thank you. Like, good to know. Like, we already had everything kind of like written in, but it's like, they're just popping up. And that's great because, yeah, more places, more more chances for us to get a table somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Restaurant Week in Buffalo, hard to get a table. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I guess we should have just stayed at. <laughs> All the popping around we did, we should have just stayed at Resurgence. Yeah. Or no, Resurgence and just got, put our name. We could have got a table there. there. But even like an hour wait, mm-hmm. by the time we went all over the yeah. place. I never got that call from Irish. 
<laughs> well, it's okay. Uh, we went to Hamburg Brewing today, and we were able to get a beef on wax. So hey, it worked yeah, out okay. First one, really good. Any good? Okay. Yeah, surprisingly good. Nice. I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware they actually started serving like actual food. Yeah, they have like real food there now. Yeah, nice. It used to be like just like the cheese, <laughs> like cheese and crackers that you yeah. get, and Wait. you're like. They, they still have that stuff, but then they have actually have, like, sandwiches and, like, flatbreads and stuff. All right, so, Yanni, what do you think of the beef on wax? Salty. Yeah, that, that, is, that is an accurate description. Um, yes. A lot of meat. Yes. Um, yep. But overall, No, really you're supposed good. to be talking about the sandwich, not me. No. <laughs> overall, really good. Nice. You can always eat. Did you get it? Dip? It's a choose your own adventure. So, so or I had, you on the side. Uh, on the side, but I did dip it. There so, go. there you that's, go. And that's my preferred way. I did you... Horse Did you radish? try it with the horseradish? I don't think I don't, so. It was no. like um, I don't do the either, really. mustard I do aioli. I like the, the wasabi aioli. So it's aioli. Yeah. Is what I, mean. I always go horseradish because I need I, something. I, don't. I need that pop of spice. I also need that up. one bite where you take it and you inhale and you mm-hmm. the horseradish oh, in your sinuses. I don't like the. <laughs> I don't like the flavor. Oh, there's something just. There's I mean, something just. Buffalo. I need to take a red hot poker and shove it up my ass for me to enjoy any kind of food like pain <laughs> before. <laughs> I, I just let, let me taste that beef. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. But you know what else I'm looking Speaking forward to tasting? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of red hot pokers. <laughs> so oh. before you see uh the the Tales of Beta Bard, you gotta go over to uh Florin. Lauren Flatiskew's ice cream parlor and get yourself I don't care what ice cream you get. It's they're all good. Even the one that seems awful, like the clotted cream. Oh no, that good. was delicious. It's still good. It's like a sour cream ice cream. Sounds awful. It's really good. But it's oh. good. It's tart. It's <laughs> Greg is like intensely looking at you, but also <laughs> mild so, disgust. It, Clyde, it's like <laughs> it's no, it's like the sour cream or like like cream cheese, it's like that kind like of like cheese. Okay, yeah. yeah not, there's a tartness, there's a sourness to it, like though. a yogurt, like a Greek yeah. yogurt. Almost. Okay. okay. Paul, Paul didn't sell it again. Throw some chives on there. Sour cream and onion. This ice cream be great on a baked potato. It's the Irish in there. It's great. Uh... Uh, do they have the Earl Grey tea yes. there? Oh, yeah. Get that. Get the clotted cream and the Earl it's, Grey tea. It's Earl Grey tea and together. lavender. Mm. Uh, they have, you know, the butterbeer ice cream there. That's a big to-do. People Like, some people say that the buttercream, uh, butterbeer ice cream is better than the butterbeer they can oh, get as I don't a drink. Know. Um, I'm not a big ice cream guy, but they do have a, it's like an apple crumble ice cream, I think it is. I mean... It, could it, be. It, it tastes like apple pie filling though. Like it's yeah. it's fantastic. Definitely get two different flavors. Treat yourself. Just then go outside, eat it quickly before it all melts because it's Orlando. But enjoy the the show. Just enjoy the time of being inside the Wizarding World. About being at uh, where are we? Diagon Alley in that part. Mm-hmm. So. Just hang out. Just enjoy. Just take that moment. Just breathe it all in. If you want to whip out your wand and do the magic, do the magic there. You know, you got you got one handful of ice cream, one handful of wand. You're having a good time. I was going to make the same joke I made before. <laughs> Not going to do it though. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's my Wizarding World. It, it's the ice cream. I know butter beer is a big thing, but 
I'm not in a, it's so sweet that I'd rather have it just as ice cream. Ouch. I know, I'm sorry. Uh, John. That the park we're talking about, is that where Simpsons is? Yes. yes. Then you have to get a duff. Yes. <laughs> uh I grew up watching The Simpsons probably in like late 90s, early 2000s is when I stopped. But I still love The Simpsons. And to get a Duff, and even it's just a burger, but to get a crusty burger, yeah. there's just something that's childhood about that. Um, but yeah, get a Duff, get a Duff dry, get the October. I think when we went Duff-toberfest. to the Oktoberfest, we got that there, and it was, it's good and i think again it was one of those things where it was like 10 11 o'clock in the morning and yeah. it was like he's like you got to get a duff and i was like okay so <laughs> get a duff do they have the flame and mo they they do have a flame and I, I did get a flame flaming it's a non-alcoholic it's like an orange soda yeah. like which it's fine like i had one when i first quick, moved down good question as the resident beer expert how does a duff hold up like i had it and i liked it but i think i was more just like I'm drinking a Duff with The Simpsons. You know, like, it's, that was more my... The Duff Dry is actually surprisingly good. The, no, yeah. I, I think they're all very good, but go, go ahead, John. Yeah, it, I, it's... The Duff is just... It's a lager. It's a nice right. lager. It it hits with that heat again. No matter, no matter what, when you're hot and it's hot out, <laughs> a lager like Pilsner is always going to taste great. We... I, we I, talked about it on one of the episodes. I forget which one it was, but I think they brewed those beers because all the beers that you have at any of the Universal Parks are brewed specifically for those parks, like they're like specialized recipes. They made them to be as mass marketable as possible, but still be better versions of what you would get. So as of likable, that beer. you know, mm-hmm. it's because here's the thing: is I enjoyed it, but I felt guilty about it. Like, I liked it when I had it. I mean, partly because it was 10.30 in the morning and I had, like, had a beer. It was like, I didn't have <laughs> breakfast, so, like, I was kind of buzzed. <laughs> I, see, before we even leave for the parks, Paul's had a high lie or two. <laughs> I usually... I go with my family, okay? Oh, I have, oh I have, so whoa, you're, whoa, like, whoa. you're, like, three in at that point. Well, my mother-in-law is freaking there. Why are you... In be- I go with my family. Kate's there. Are you with your mother-in-law? <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I don't think. I think if I went to those parks with like Grayson, I would still get a Duff. Yeah. Well, it's I, it's, it's, it's it's easy I drinking with my kids. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just it was just me and Aaron. Like we snuck out for the day, but we got there early. We had to be back. Like we had to be back with everybody for dinner or whatever. So it was. Yeah, I mean, you, you get that duff, you, you get a crusty burger, you walk on it so it feels like you're walking on a cartoon because the floor's all rubbery there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Dufftoberfest is one of my favorite beers that they have. And it's only seasonal because, again, it's an Oktoberfest beer. And the one night we went to Halloween Horror Nights, they had all of the Dufftoberfest flags up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's back. Like, I have to get it. And like we walked up to the bar and the guy's like, oh, yeah, we're sold out. It's like we're hoping to get more tomorrow. And it's like, okay, like that's fine. Like we'll we'll be back. Give me one like, of those flags then. It, it was just like that, like oh what well, did he ask him what time tomorrow? I did because I had to work. But we did did he like, say put my name down? Yeah. Put me on the wait list. <laughs> yeah. But I think that again, like the Duff beers are 
they're great versions of all of those beers. And mm-hmm. I think if you're not a craft beer drinker and you see like, oh, they got Duff beer here, like you're still going to like it. Yeah. Uh, mine is actually Duftoberfest. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's the only Duff beer that I can distinguish from each other because I can never remember which one I like. Um, but I'll still drink it in Horror Nights over mm. the other stuff at Horror Nights. So but I know Horror Nights good. usually does have like a pumpkin beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So, so does it mix well with the fog machines? Because <laughs> that's does. all I know about <laughs> Horror Nights is fog machines and a full boat of nope and chainsaws. <laughs> Just, Just nope. <laughs> okay, so in Simpsons Land, that's usually where they like station themselves with the chainsaws. Mm. So uh, if you want an Oktoberfest at Horror Nights. You gotta be prepared for the chainsaws. Yeah, the thing is, if I hear a bunch of chainsaws going, I'm like, "All right, where's my work belt? <laughs> what are we building? What are we doing? Give me who's the C- who's the GC? Who's the GC?" Uh, my pick. Yes, please. I'm surprised you didn't go butter beer because, like, every time we go, you're like, "I need a butter beer." Like, that's mm. one of your go tos. That's not going to be my pick though. Um, over in. I do, like the Central Park area, as you're kind of like heading over in towards uh, where Simpsons Lands is, there's the crepery. Mm-hmm. And they're really good crepes. Like they have multiple offerings. Like there's also seasonal ones that rotate in. It's just something so different from your usual theme park fare that I really respect it. I really like it. And the fact that they're really good too, because they have like savory, they have sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were there with uh, Kate, that was going to be, it was between there and also going to, what, the Today Show? Okay, and we yeah. ended up going to the Today Show because he could sit down and we were hoping for a little bit of AC. But, man, they, they just had the doors open constantly and that place was not cool enough for what I was hoping for. But the food was okay at Today Show. I You know, they had the sandwiches. We had a sandwich there we before. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it was decent. But, uh we were looking for. I know we were just like all dying, like by the midday. And also, I didn't help with. Like, Let's just go over to the other park. There's a five minute wait over here. Back to the other park. So in front of the crepery, there's actually seating by La Bamba, ah. and it's shaded. Okay. So it's not AC, but it's shaded. So it's really nice to just sit there. Oh, well, now we know for next time. Yeah. You do. And next, next time you come down. We should listen to a podcast too in order to get us these kind of tips. The podcast you're listening to right now, because this is also going up on Parks and Rec. So that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next time you come down, you're probably going to go to Disney's Animal Kingdom. So Yanni, what's your must do over at DAC? Uh, Festival of the Lion King. Oh. It's the hottest park at Disney. It's an indoor show with air conditioning. It's about 25 minutes, so it doesn't eat up a lot of your day. There's always seating because it's a huge feeder. And the show is really good, and I cried the last time I saw it, so it's it's just fun. Good year. It's a good show. It's, it's a wonderful show, and again, it's a live performance. Um, it's Again, it's the Festival of the Lion King, so it's a group <laughs> of traveling performers telling the story of the Lion King uh, through like puppets and dance and singing. And the people that are performing are all live and they're all spot on. Like they're all fantastic. I'm just a little upset that almost every time I've been there, they put me in the giraffe section. <laughs> I, I feel like that's heightest. I don't know. 
Well, the best flat is actually the warthog section. <laughs> they make you do your animal sound when they call to you. What's do they a make- drift sound? It's a, actually a low bleeding sound. Like a sheep. Like a sheep. <laughs> That's the joke that they make because nobody knows what a giraffe sounds like. Is there a clam section? I can nail that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but festival's fantastic, and I'm glad it's back. Sometimes there's jokes just for the people on the show. I know, because <laughs> somebody listened to it, it's like, whoa, that guy's going to nail that clam? John, what are you going to nail to your list of uh, must-dos? Uh, at Animal Kingdom, it has to be in the Avatar, and it's got to be the the ride where you fly the passage, fly the passage, because it's amazing. Um, that hands down one of the best rides I've ever been. When on. you guys came down, and we were at Animal Kingdom, <clears throat> and it's kind of one of those like, oh, parks about to close. Mm-hmm. We can walk around and do other stuff, or we can wait like the two hours to go on this ride. And I think it was only like an hour. No, because yeah, that was still two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was still pretty close to like yeah. Um, but it was. But Chris was good. He got us all around because you 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 had us get in line and you went and got beer and brought them back. I don't Did you go that. to Panga Panga? Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, party party. But it was. I mean, that's just an awesome ride. Like that ride, I was like, whoa, like. I ducked because I thought I was going to get hit by something, or when one of the when you fly down by one of the animals and it bucks up. I was like, Whoo! like it's just great, and the fact that you're on just something that looks like it's just a saddle kind of a seat, but it yeah. starts to breathe and you can feel yeah. it on your legs, and you're just like it's totally immersive, um, and it's it's awesome. And that's the thing, like when they announced that they were going to be doing an avatar themed section of the park and i was like who cares about avatar because at that point like it's 10 years after the movies came out like mm-hmm. five six years before they announced they were doing a sequel that section of the park sold itself just to be what it was like it's so good just as a themed area of a theme park like if you've never it's seen it. avatar like you can walk in there and still just be wow it but, seemed like but- a panic move because they're like, Harry Potter's eating our yeah. lunch. We need an IP that's huge. And they just... I still wish it was Star Wars. <laughs> but the, I mean, the, Don't worry, Paul. That dream will come true. I'm speaking to you like you're from the past and don't remember that you just talked about a Star Wars theme park. Uh, but even just the, the, the floating things above you, like, yeah. it's crazy. They're called the Hallelujah Mountains. I only remember that because I watched the second movie recently. Hmm. I have not seen the second movie, but there's a reason why I knew the ride's name so quickly. It's because I have it written down on my list. Uh, Yeah, Animal Kingdom. You know, you have Expedition Everest, the ride that John was talking about with all the hair ties. And it is a really cool ride. It's a great roller coaster. It seems really cool. Won't do it. Too big of a drop. We'll work up to it. We'll get there. Someday, Paul. Maybe someday. But uh, yeah, that ride, it's soaring on steroids. It gives you all the feel... I feel like I'm flying without the sensation of falling, which is amazing. It gives, it just gives me what I think everybody kind of inspires for, for that like roller coaster thrill, like without that sensation, you know, uh, that I hate that's panic inducing. Mm-hmm. So it also gives you the sensation of flying when you're just sitting yeah. on a, like, a, like a bicycle seat. Yeah. It's, it's, and they deliver it. It's delivered <clears throat> and it's sold so well. I enjoy it. 
Uh, I'm happy it exists. I, I would want to write it again. I've only written it the one time. Um, and I've only been to Animal Kingdom twice, so I have nothing but great things to say about Flight of Passage. Didn't see Navi River Journey. Don't know that one. Nope, didn't go on that either. Did not do fine. the uh, Crazy Mouse uh, Twirl and Spur... What, what's no, the- we did that. No, you did it. I didn't do it. Oh, I thought you oh. don't. No, no. Crazy Mouth Twirl doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's okay. Stacy used to talk about it. <laughs> she. This is the spin cycle? <laughs> yeah. That was the spin cycle, right? The rinse cycle was uh, uh, Cali River Rapids, Ritz. which is not good. Do not take no. time out of your day to do the, that. I think the safari is great. Sorry. Kilimanjaro Safari. Oh, funny he's... you bring that up because that is actually going to be my must-do. Oh, um, Animal Kingdom, they made the animals the focus. So they do have the walking trails. There's mm-hmm. like live exhibits throughout the park that you can see animals just – Hanging out along the walkways, but the we s- saw the naked mole rats and the old guy that did. retired that was way too into the naked mole rats. And what was like, his name? Ron something? Yeah, yeah. stoppable. Yeah, I think you wish it. he would stop talking about him, but it was um, awkward. But the safari is absolutely fantastic, and you're on a a real truck. So it's not like a fake ride mm-hmm. vehicle. Like you're on a truck. There's a cast member driving you through an actual safari. And all the animals are there. Some of them are behind, like, hidden barricades so they can't get out there. But then you get to the savannah section, and there's just animals. And if they decide they want to walk in front of the truck, well, guess what? You're stuck there now because there's an animal in front of your truck, and everybody else has to stop until Mm -hmm. they keep moving on. You know what's also great about that? It's not your own car. (laughs) So you don't have anybody holding onto a bucket feed and then decides... That as they're done, they're done. That they don't feel like the animals getting too much food. They don't pull that bucket of feed back into your car, and that whole animal sticks its whole head into your car, and then knocks the bucket over. Feed is everywhere it's now. Weirdly in your car. specific, right? And then the bucket gets pulled out of the car, and it's just gone. Just this gone. happened to you? Yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just during to the live studio on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love this ride, and it does all, usually have a wait, but I think it's well deserved because yes, you are seeing real life animals, and you have a tour guide taking along the safari that will give you a lot of information, and you also are encouraged to ask questions because the tour guides do have like a script that they usually stick to, but if someone asks a question, they will answer it. Like they might like mute the mic and just talk to you directly. But oh. in most cases, like they'll say it like, Oh, great question. Like do the what zebras, whatever. And mm-hmm. like, they'll give that information out there. And I just think it's a great resource. Like that people go to Disney, like, Oh, we're going to go on these rides. Like, no, there's an actual nature preserve right there in the park. Check it out. It's amazing. Much like this beer. Some beers are just for us to have fun with and just. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought we were oh, we talking about this one. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Go ahead. Uh, so you have 2021 Bourbon County, the original Bourbon County brand stout, 14 percent. Uh, drink by for August uh, to tw- 2026. Okay. Okay. So you Ooh, got, we got time. time. We just you made got it. Some time. Um, <clears throat> depending on when you listen to this, maybe it. Maybe we're too late. 
Notes of vanilla, toffee, chocolate, burnt sugar, and dried fruits. I feel like this could go a little longer. I like think this is a little right now. It's a little coiny. It's a little like it sticks. It, there's a little syrupy action to it. I think it would just get syrupier mm. the longer it sat. Mm. Because the Russian Imperial fell a lot lighter after seven years in the bottle. Like uh, maybe that's just me, but I, don't I enjoyed the cherry wood one a lot more, and they're both from the same year. Yeah, I think, I think if anything, if you let this sit, it might mellow out that kind of like initial like pop of sweetness, mm-hmm. kind of like the the creme brulee. Like it sits mm-hmm. for a year, that sweetness just it smooths itself out. Like this might get that. I think this is great. Like this is I think this fantastic. Is perfect, but where it is. you mean the Southern Tier creme brulee? They're back. The Blackwater series, because if this is a Parks and Rec, nobody's heard about this before. Uh, they might, uh, they might, I might have talked about it at some point because I do love that beer a lot. Um, but this is this is great. Uh, this is dangerous because I can't taste the alcohol, so I'm just gonna take really, really tiny sips. Well, there's another one on the table, so you better catch up. <laughs> the 2022, but I let everybody pour their own. I'm not pushing any beer on anybody. I'm just letting them all take their own. You don't need to finish anything. If you want to rinse it out, I don't feel bad. This is... But it's good. <laughs> I, you can keep it to the side and grab another glass. and then <laughs> Or when we pass the bottle around, be like, no, I just want the bottle. It's fine. Oh, no. It's fine. It's fine. Just chug it straight. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. We're on our last perk. Uh, well, we got to do our treats from oh, Animal Kingdom. Um, for me... I do want to throw it over to, um, uh, Satuli? No, I'm blanking on the name of it. Tiffin's. Mm. Uh, this is kind of like the signature dining experience over at Animal Kingdom. We haven't had a chance to go there yet. I haven't been. But believe me, it's absolutely fantastic. It's, um, African Asian inspired dining, but. Amazing. Uh, we went to the Nomad Lounge there for drinks and snacks one day. Um, Tiffin's is absolutely fantastic. I had it was like a like a lamb. It wasn't like a lamb. Shot. It was like a lamb. Hop. I don't know I guess why like you're looking huge, at me. I have no like idea. a huge <laughs> chunk of lamb. Uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Um, we'll go there. It, it'll be like a special special occasion dining because it it, oh. it feels fancy when you're in there. Um, mine's actually from the Nomad Lounge. The churros. Uh, they're the best churros in property. And I'll die on that hill. Oh, those were good churros. Those were good churros. They're like churro bites. Like, they're like churro nuggets. But then they had like... Vanilla and raspberry chili sauce. Mm-hmm. And that raspberry chili sauce was amazing. Did you see that Dairy Queen right now has a churro dip? I have not. You know, we don't have many Dairy Queens out in Florida. Well, you have two opportunities right here in this area. <laughs> there's one literally like down the road past the there's Basilica. One on, there's one on Abbott and there's one on South Park. <laughs> so don't know if they're going to be open this late, but, you know, yeah. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's a Sunday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Johnny. Uh, I'm going to have to say the beers at um, <clears throat> uh, Avatar. Uh, those were really, really good. Oh, those were really, really good. Sorry. I uh, get used to just talking to your friends. Um, but yeah, those were really good. Um, I think there was a pale ale and like a red. Um, 
But yeah, those were things that I had there that I was like, oh, I would have this again. Yeah, these both. Were, I think they're both brewed by Terrapin Brewing out of Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and they were nice. And um, could you add, like, was it a different drink that you could add the balls to? So um, they have, like, mixed drinks that have boba okay. on them. Yeah. That's the Night Blossom. Yeah, yeah. the Night Blossom. And the like Rum Blossom. Because we got, I think we got one of those for. For Caitlin, I remember those uh, those being those drinks over there, and I remember them all being very good. Which of the animals' balls did, did you get? <laughs> <laughs> now, the one time that I actually went there, and we it was like a half day park. We were there, yeah, and we left. So I, I have I to that, say, yeah, I can't remember what else we did that day. Now, yeah, that my favorite is uh, then going out to. A Raglan Road! Yeah. <laughs> hey. And just eating and drinking there. Because that's a fun time. Uh, just, you know, Disney Springs. Just eat the play pig. Grab a, grab a beer there. You know, go go drinking around uh, Disney Springs. Because honestly, I have nothing for... I don't remember any eating anything at Animal Kingdom. I, I also have okay. to remember that when we went, we packed a lot of snacks and brought in snacks with us. And also, when we did go there... That's when it was the half day park because yeah. it was literally only open until maybe like four or five o'clock. Mm-hmm. It didn't stay open ah, later okay. until there was no more night recently. Show. There was no nighttime show or anything mm-hmm. like that. There so was... we we probably did Disney Springs or Downtown Disney mm-hmm. at the time, like yeah. after that, or we might have gone over to like Hollywood Studios or something that day. No, we weren't park shopping when we mm-hmm. went. We had one park per day because we weren't. But we were. Balling on a budget. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were surprised that we bought an airplane ticket that back, for back that when you could do that at Disney. But that'll head us into our last park, which is going to be Universal Studios Islands of Adventure, which opened in 1999. Again, no new theme parks. Volcano Bay doesn't count. After 1999. <laughs> yeah, Epic Universe. I know. I'm so excited for that. And beyond, what's it called? Beyond Thunder Mountain? Is that what they're calling it? Like that, you know, expansion of maybe something. They still haven't said what is beyond yeah. Big Thunder Mountain. So we'll know eventually. Maybe. Who knows? You don't know. You don't need to. Uh, and the the part, the ride that I would pick is, Paul had mentioned earlier, is the Spider-Man ride. Mm. Like that ride just one. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big comic book nerd. And the fact that I feel like I'm being saved by Spider-Man in it um, is amazing. Like, when I first went on it <clears throat> in the early 2000s, I was I was floored. One, going through the Daily Bugle. And yes, everything's bizarrely, like, all painted gray in there on the desks. Because you're in the background of a comic book. Yeah. It's great. Uh, but it was just like, I, I loved every minute. I took so many pictures when I was there, of everything. This person's desk. This. That room. This room. Like, I ben took, Ulrich's got a desk there. Yeah. <laughs> I crazy. took a picture of everything. But, I mean, the fact that you're in that ride. And like I said earlier, it's like, you feel like you just got caught by a spider web. And you bounce back. And then he mm-hmm. throws you up on the thing. Like, it was amazing. Like, everything that's in, like, the, the Star Wars world. Star uh, Wars? Huh? Or- Oh, everything in Star Wars, how it feels like mm. Star Wars, that felt like I was in a comic book. Mm. I would thought you were going right for right, sorry. No. No. Spider-Man's fantastic. Again, like, talked about it a little bit with Transformers. 
I like that style of writing. And Universal gets a lot of crap because people are like, oh, there's too many screens. There's too many screens. That's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you're living in the movie, the like the cartoon, mm-hmm. the TV show, whatever you're doing. Like, if you're doing it well, I don't mind if I'm looking at a screen. That's fine. The one thing, like, when I went there in the early 2000s and you got on the, you went on the Twister ride and I was like, oh, this will be awesome. Like, a Twister ride, like the movie. And then you go in and you just stand in a room and it rains in front of you and there's wind noises. I was like, uh, this isn't exactly what I thought it was. Was it That's worth the trade-off to get Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> That's why he's so happy about Jimmy uh, Fallon. Oh, man. I guess I could watch that sign get, like, tipped over by the wind again. Yeah. <laughs> well... Mine is going to be the ride that uh, we kind of talked about, and that's Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. That is the yeah. ride. Even if you don't like the ride, you're going to love the queue because you're going through Hogwarts. You're, you're, you're seeing the humpbacked witch. You're seeing the uh, bean counter. And Slytherin should be in the lead, by the way. I don't know why Gryffindor is always in the lead every time I go through it. Uh, if it makes you feel better, Ravenclaw is almost always at the end. <laughs> uh, you go through the dark arts uh, room. You go through Professor Dumbledore's office. The whole queue process is amazing. And then the ride is a lot of fun. You are up on a kooka arm, and it's just bringing you, you know, tipping you back and forth. Uh, again, it sells it the, the idea of falling without giving me that pit in my stomach mm. that I'm actually falling. Yes, there's screens, but there's also practical, you know, sets with the, uh, the Dementors. The Willow? The Whomping Willow, the Dementors, and the Spider, uh, all in there. Um, you see Neville Longbottom, <laughs> and every time I see him, I say, there's Longbottom. It's so good. Uh, it is Harry Potter. It is the Rise of the Resistance of the Harry Potter rides. Uh, like, again, my the first universal yeah. experience, like, was when we went to mm-hmm. Islands, and I think we went on that seven times. Like, you were like Paul, the first, I don't care what the number on the sign says for the wait time, I'm taking pictures. We let so many people in yeah. front of us, and it was fine because I was enjoying. I wasn't taking pictures because I'm not good at it. But Chris was. <laughs> I still have all those pictures, too. Chris was, and I was just enjoying being in that space. And the thing is, like, even after, like, how much time we spent in that queue, mm-hmm. going through it again and again and again, mm-hmm. I've been, like, in Orlando for almost eight years. Mm-hmm. Every time I go into that queue, I'm still, like, in awe of just yeah. how detailed it is. Like, it's fantastic. Going through the greenhouse, you know, you go back outside in the year in the greenhouse for a little bit. Luckily, I've never been stuck outside in that greenhouse. Oh, it's the worst. Because I can imagine that being bad. Like, if it's a hot day, you know, you're in Orlando, so it's always hot. But, like, luckily, every time I've gone in, the queue's been short. And, like, they moved the uh, lockers recently, so yeah. no, mm-hmm. it's no longer in the queue, which is kind of great. Because before, that was the worst part, because you were in a crush of humanity trying to get <laughs> into a locker, and everybody's smelly and sweaty and gross, and you're just, like, trying to get back to your locker. Now it's in the whole other, mm-hmm. other section, and it's, it's better, because you're just in the queue right away. So, yeah. Forbidden Journey. Best. It's great ride. Must do. Um, not that it's something you would do, but I'm saying, Paul, it's a must do. Over. Next to Wizarding World of Harry Potter, you're going into Jurassic Park, baby. 
And we're getting a Kong Dong. We can get a Kong Dong. But first, we got to go on Velocicoaster. No. Because this is one of the best roller coasters I have ever been on. Um, I think it might have been off of show because we were on a pause. Yanni does not like rides where you're out of your seat more than you're in it. Mm -hmm. And there is a huge part of this ride where you're like corkscrewing over the water and you just, your butt's not touching like plastic at all. Uh, This roller coaster is amazing. Yes, it's themed to Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. So you're seeing like statues of raptors that are yelling at you. That doesn't matter. Like it's just a great roller coaster and theming kind of comes second for me with this one. I will say, at least it's a launch coaster, so you're not feeling like you're not sitting on your seat just waiting for you to be like going slowly up a hill. It just takes you for a ride for two minutes, and it's. I will admit, it's a. You were drunk the first time we went on it. (laughs) I was drunk. There's no. (laughs) It's a pretty good roller coaster. Because the next time we went on it after we got off, you're like, I can't believe I went on that. (laughs) But what's your what's your must do? Um, Hagrid's okay. Motorbike Adventure. Because it also has, like, a freefall element, but it's so short that I don't really mind it. It's just one and done. Flash of light. You're done. Let's keep going on the launch coaster. Yeah, Hagrid's is an absolutely fantastic roller coaster, but it's also just a great themed ride because, yeah, you're... You're going through Hagrid's magical creatures like class. Like you're seeing animals, you're learning about them, and then it just zipped to the next one. And I also love this ride because it's something that Paul did and he enjoyed. <laughs> well, Hagrid's in that park? Yeah. In Islands, yeah. It's pretty good. It replaced the uh, wizard close second. The, the dragon challenge. Which those are pretty good roller coasters. Too. I love those roller coasters. I wish they still existed because when you came down and we did the one and everyone else was waiting and like we got off and I was like, oh, there's still no line. Like, oh, go ahead. And, like we looped back and went on the second coaster and like we did and both of them, I, I think, within like 20, yeah. 30 minutes. And then I had to sit down because I have high blood pressure to do two roller coasters like that after one after another. I was like, I got to sit down. My head is when we were so th- light. When we were there, Chris, you went on that roller coaster and then I was caught in a French film. Because there was a French woman that was there with her family, and she also wasn't riding the ride. And she was just there smoking, and I'm like, I don't know if you can smoke here. She's like, you can do whatever you want to smoke here, as long as life lets you do it. Ennui. (laughs) She's like, what brings you here? And I'm like... We took a a bus. (laughs) I'm like, I I, kind of wanted to see Harry Potter. No. I mean, in life. And I'm like, what? what question is it? Where am I right You don't now? know who I am. You can't ask me these questions. I have to go home strange. and sit in the dark now for hours. <laughs> what did bring me here? Please tell me your greatest fears right now. <laughs> it was very strange. But yeah. This this is my greatest fear, lady. <laughs> His social interaction with somebody I just do not understand. Paul. Paul, you you love that kind of stuff. Right? <laughs> Paul loves talking to random people about random things. Don't lie. He does. He does. That's half the fun about being with Paul is the conversation he's going to strike up with someone, and you're going to be like, "What is he doing?" And then you're like, "Oh, we have like a new friend now." Like, I've heard stories, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, 
What's your your must do treats, eats, or drinks? Oh, treats, eats, or drinks over and uh, that would be going into Hogshead and getting myself a Hogshead. Okay, because one, it's fun that it snorts at me and everything. You know, when okay. it, when it's getting cold, the uh, Hogshead on the back wall will actually interact as it's uh, the beer is being pulled. And also, that's a delicious beer. Yeah, uh, you know, in the Wizarding World, if you can have a beer. Now, you can ask to get a shot of uh, fire whiskey, you know, and, you know, you could then bring it out and pour it into your butter. They won't do it for you. You can. They they can't tell you you could, but as soon as you walk out. Yeah. Once you have it in hand, they don't, like, I did it at the bar in front of them, and they they didn't say anything. I heard it's not. Coach, you shouldn't do that. It's not polite. Uh, I did that one time with a butter beer. Mm-hmm. I got the butter beer and a mm-hmm. shot of fire whiskey. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and that is also a very good treat. A treat, but you know, just a simple hog's head. Just have a beer. Just something to sip on while walking through that whole world. You know, you got your beer in one hand. You got your wand in the other. You can be doing the magic and drinking your beer. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Just like a ice cream cone and a wand. You know, it's. It's good, but yeah. Hogshead, I know you can get it over in the other one. Hogshead, you can't. Oh, Hogshead, you can't. Hogshead, you can only get at the Hogshead. Well, then I'm happy that I'm saying it here, because I think that's my fav- That's my favorite of the beers. I never remember which my favorite is, you because like they're all the really good. Scale. The Dragon Scale's really good. They are all really good, but that would be mine, too, because it's just the, the interaction of getting that, mm-hmm. then pulling that, it making the noise, all that stuff. Like, yeah. It just it it makes it part of that experience, and like you said, it's it's really good. You, you get I an experience feel... of ordering a drink and an interaction in the environment around you without having to put your name in for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Even though you showed up to that area and put your name in an hour before it opened, and then they're like, oh, "I'll come back two hours from now." Yes, I'm talking about uh, not the tiki room. What is it called? Uh, Sam, t- Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's. Oh, Trader okay. Sam's. Oh yeah. It's it's a it's a smaller version of that Trader Sam's, but it's still good. Yeah. You know, it still works. Yeah, yeah. And, John, and yeah, all those beers are good. No, that was my pick too. Uh, your pick is all the beers. All the beers. No, my pick is the the Hogshead because just the experience of getting that is uh, is is half the fun. But all the beers there are really good. <laughs> they are really good. I do feel. Like an alcoholic saying that most of my picks are beer related, no, but that's kind but that's, of that's we did a whole, my brand. life. It's brand. <laughs> yeah, we so. did a whole episode of our favorite theme park or like specialty beers. So you know what, yeah. you're not yeah. alone. Hogshead didn't make that list, by the way. So we're we're representing. Thank, thank you, thank you, Yanni. Uh frozen butter beer. Because Ooh. I know you're always going to get a beer. And I'll take a shot of the frozen butter beer and a drink of yours, and it's amazing. You like the frozen? I not like the frozen. classic. I drink the classic too fast, and I don't feel like I get my money's worth. Okay. I can um, the hot butter beer is also really good, mm-hmm. um, but it's always too hot for it. Yeah, I got it the last time, one of the times I was there, and it was a chillier day, and it was working for me, but it still was too too syrupy, too. Sugary. I couldn't finish it. I felt like I was getting sugar belly. I gave it to Chris, and Chris is like, well, Paul, no, no, you bought it. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm throwing it out. I cannot drink anything. The hot, it reminds me of like a very like syrupy, like sweet 
hot Starbucks latte, yeah. which I'm fine with. Like, I love it, that. It reminds me of going to the gas station and then going to the cappuccino machine, which is that, you know, the four-button machine <laughs> yeah. where it goes, and you see it just dumping all water, and then all of a sudden it just dumps all powder, and then a little bit of water again. And you're like, that's not a cappuccino. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's a cuppuccino. <laughs> it's a, it's cup called a cuppuccino. Wait till you hear what it costs. <laughs> um, all wonderful picks, but Paul, you you mentioned the best one earlier because it's going to be the Kong Dong. I mean, <laughs> Kong Dong. The Kong Dong. Kong Dong. It's the it's the foot long hot dog yeah. from uh, Skull Island. Skull Island, completely uh, shareable. Completely shareable. Paul and I did. We ate it like Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture to immortalize it. It's hanging on my refrigerator. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. <laughs> um, yeah, theme park hot dogs. It is a thing, but you know what? Sometimes you just gotta just gotta take it. <laughs> We're, we're not, I mean, we, Chris I'm and like, I are known for getting movie hot dogs. I still do. Like, I'm we'll go, like, movie hot to dogs. Dizzy Springs, and, like, I'll still get a hot dog from time to time. Like, yeah. And Yanni is just in here approving of it. Uh, yeah, I, like, I guess yes. so. <laughs> She's like, yes. I can't believe you haven't Lady and Tramp the Kong hot dog with Chris since. I mean, the perfect one's already immortalized on our fridge. <laughs> she knows. Every time we go past it, she's like, Kong dong. <laughs> <laughs> but those are our picks for our must-dos across all of Disney World and Universal Studios. I don't know if there's anything we missed, anything that anybody wants to squeak in while we're doing the outro. We're at Cabana Bay talking about hot dogs. Their hot dog at their par- at the uh, pool side, pretty good. The- Did I get one? I don't remember. I think you you didn't share it with Paul. No, I, I can only <laughs> share King Kong flavored uh, <laughs> flavored hot dogs. It, it, it wasn't a foot long; it was a regular one. I would say that's good. I think cowfish is a must. Oh, cowfish is absolutely cowfish. fantastic. Yeah, Universal Studios uh, City Walk. I we kind of touched. Oh, well, you kind of mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the Polynesian Resort, I think if you go to Captain Cook's. They have like a pulled pork nachos. They have like Ooh, crushed okay. up pineapple on top. Amazing! Like it's enough for like two, three people to share. Mm-hmm. Where's the the breakfast that we went to? The was that at the Polynesian uh, Whispering Canyon? Where yeah, you had like the platters? Wilderness? What is that? Yeah, pork? that's a wilderness lodge. Yeah, was like the big buffet. Which one? I don't know. We had the platters, the skizzling platters. When like when, when we Sue were came with world. us. Roy no, family. it was just you, Caitlin, and me. Hmm. Is that Boma? Because that was a buffet. It was one of the. It was. It might have been Boma. And they have like the mango juice. That's Boma. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, Boma's delicious breakfast or dinner. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly recommend. And I hope you highly recommend this or that podcast. You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> and you can find us over at uh, BegnaBoard.com. You can find him over at Parks and Rec uh, on the socials. Uh, how do you spell that? W-R-E-C-K-E-D. And do you spell it and or is it just N? And. Okay. So just because there's D- other. There's mm-hmm. pretenders They're all pretenders. There. Stick with the original, baby. 